This country started a war. The enemy, illegal drugs. And the war is still going on. For ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. The Zika virus, now more than 30 cases detected here in the U.S. Flint, Michigan, and how its drinking water ended up contaminated with toxic amounts of lead. Everything's a lie. It's all a big lie. What's up, everybody? My name is Tanner, and welcome to 1980 Now, a podcast for truth seekers and free thinkers. I hope you've all had a fantastic week, and as always, thank you for being here with me today. Of course, I have to say that if you enjoy this podcast and if it brings value to your life, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at 1980nowpodcast to see interesting pictures, clips, and life updates about the show. Another way that you can support me is by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star reviews help the show analytically and with the algorithm so that I get recognized by more potential listeners. Today's episode is actually a recording of an interview I did with a podcast that reached out to me called the Loose Tongue Podcast. They wanted to have me on to talk a little bit about current topics, but mostly to introduce them to the Flat Earth Hypothesis. So we get into a lot of really cool stuff. Huge shout out to the Loose Tongue Podcast. They're awesome dudes who are in heavy bands, but also seeking truth in this world of lies. So, without further ado, here's that conversation. Enjoy. It is, what's the fucking date? It is fucking September 16th, 2020, the Loose Tongue Podcast. What the fuck is good? We're Myself. Popping. Jesus, Jesus, whatever you want to call me by. Victor. We out here. Fabio. Hello. And today's a special episode, the 10th episode of this podcast. Wow. Yes, sir. Yo, we've been, up, we've been productive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> With me fucking uploading every fucking episode like two weeks later. <laughs> but um, yeah, we have a special guest today. He's from the 1980 Now podcast. Tanner, say what's up. How's it going? Hey, yeah. What's up, everybody? I'm glad to be here. This is going to be a good time. Very good time. So, um, yeah, like, what was your, um, basically start with a little bit about yourself, your podcast, and what's your, what was your red pill moment? Sure, yeah, I, um, so again, my podcast is 1980 Now Podcast, and basically, that's a, the title of the podcast is a reference to George Orwell's book, 1984, which is about a uh, dystopian uh, kind of world, a dystopian kind of future. I'm sure um, most of your listeners are probably aware of what that book is about, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's it's very prophetic. Whenever you you read it and really analyze the text, um, it's very very clearly, um, you know, <laughs> prophetic about the times that we're living in currently. And so that was kind of the inspiration for the name of my podcast, which is 1980 Now, as in 1984 is happening right now. So. Uh, the the name is always a little bit confusing for people. They're like, "What is your is your podcast about the '80s or what?" And it's like, "No, it's it's supposed <laughs> to be kind of a, a play on words." But oh well, it's it's usually lost on people. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a 27 year old. I'm married. I live in Texas. I live kind of out in the country. Um, just uh, we both work from home and uh, just trying to thrive as best as we can during all of this 
uh, craziness, you know, all this uh, unpredictable reality that we're living in. And um, you asked for my red pill moment. It's really hard to say, man. It's been such a journey for me. I don't know if I could actually nail it down um, to being like a single kind of moment where I just woke up. But uh, it definitely had a lot to do with um, just a curiosity, some kind of spark that started burning in me when I was younger about, um, you know, the world, the universe, um, our place in it. Um, 9-11, of course, and then, uh, you know, researching 9-11 on old school YouTube led me down all these rabbit holes about fluoride in our drinking water and, uh, you know, the age of the earth and, and everything in between. There's so much, um, you know, that I've had the privilege to look into. So, again, I don't know if I can say that I actually have an act, like, you know, a particular moment and that I can remember as, you know, being a red pill moment where I just woke up, but it, it was definitely a journey. But I would say overall, definitely looking into flat earth is, you know, is what really, really changed my perspective. And I had to let go of everything that I thought I knew pretty much about everything. So I guess, you know, if you had a gun to my head and I had to choose one moment, it would probably be the, the day that I decided to look into flat earth. Wow. Damn. That's that, that, even that topic alone is like very, like, it's huge. Like it's a lot to like grasp on, even for like myself, like everyone thought people that like, like are flat earthers probably before like not getting into the topic, they're like, Oh, like really it's like this current age and people still think the earth is flat, blah, blah, blah. Thing that's so like stupid. And anyone that believes it's like a nut, a nut job generally for any conspiracy theory. So like they, they look at us as the, as that crazy person. Sure, sure. <clears throat> yeah, that's how it was for me. I mean, you know, before I looked into flat earth, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever, just like anyone else would. So. Yeah. How about you? What, what was your, what's your take on flat earth? Well, like, um, I, I, I was always big into, like, astronomy, kind of just, like, researching, like, blogs or whatever and articles about it. But, you know, at one point, we, you know, there was documents that did show that, like, yeah, you know, the Earth is actually flat. You know, there's no circumference to it. There's no, like, um, like a, a shape to it other than just, like, it's a flying disc on space. And you know what? You know, most pirates did believe that. And for a moment, I started researching that a little bit and then eventually st stumbled upon more, like, you know, into how the government kind of controls more of like, how do you spend your money for me? At least that was my red pill from there. And then from there after that, I started looking into like, you know, how much control do you have, you know, right before they start seizing you into like these little homes that they're designed just for you, you know, just like that. And so then after that, I just started looking into documentaries of like um, civilizations of like what they had and how they fell. And then how in common we have that in days where like we have this big capitalism movement going on and all that. But for flat earth itself, I mean, I'm pretty open to the idea. I, I still believe that the earth is round for sure. But then again, it's like, who knows? Yeah, could, who really knows? Like, like they could control the information that we see and stuff exactly. and get images. Like Rockefeller and shit. Exactly. So who's not to say that NASA is not altering the pictures and say, yeah, everything is round in the planets and whatever. You get me? Yeah. How about you, Fabio? Um. Uh, okay. Being completely honest, I've never... I've never really been interested into looking into flat earth because the entire concept around it, like, um, no disrespect, like, it really just sounds very stupid to me. <laughs> like, 
Come hey, on, yeah, man. I, dude, I was you. Trust me. I, I was you at one point. Yeah, okay. honestly, it's just it's not only the fact that I don't really know, understand what the what the government could gain from hiding that from us, but at the same time, it's like I I wouldn't sleep any different if tomorrow the government came out and said, "Hey, the Earth is flat." You know, it's kind of just like, okay, the Earth is flat. Can I go now? You feel me? So it's just kind of like it's just, it's just kind of like it is what it is for me. I I know that there's people out there who think the Earth is flat. And, you know, I mean, to each their own, but at the same time, my, my main question to those people is like, what do you gain out of claiming that the earth is flat? You know, like what change are you, are you like expecting out of that? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely answer that question as we go through this episode. And um, I'll also answer, at least I'll give my perspective on why it matters and why it could be one of the most important, you know, questions that a person could ask. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm stupid for not even asking before, like the questions I said before we recorded. But yeah, dude, um, what's your take on like QAnon and all that like Pizzagate stuff? So Pizzagate is legit. It's yes. real. Uh, we've, we've covered it. Yeah. Uh, QAnon, I'm all for it. Uh, QAnon, however, is uh, what I believe to be a false prophet. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I don't know a lot about Q other than um, it's an anonymous uh, person who claims to have inside information in, in some of the, you know, the American political scene and that they drop a lot of information on websites like Reddit and 4chan. Um, other than that, I don't really know much about Q. I just think that the uh, anonymity thing has been, you know, that that is weird to me, but also... Um, while Q has been prophetic and, and seemed to have some kind of inside knowledge, Q has also been wrong several times. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, I, I think uh, Q is probably a, a deep state, um, you know, kind of double agent, kind of, uh, you know, an infiltrator, somebody who is a, a misinformation or a disinformation agent. So I don't think Q is to be trusted and I don't put any stock in Q. Mm. I mean, as for myself, like, I follow a few, like, Q pages, like, probably one or two on Instagram, just, like, keeping the loop of what they think and what they're posting, but I'm not, like, fully, like, in it, just sure, to, like, sure. see, like, what's up, but overall, I always say this on the pod, I'm like, all right, I am not Trump supporter at all, I'm not for the left, I'm not for the right, but, like, seeing from, like, the what the media and, like, what he has said and, like, the things that they don't cover from what also he has said. And I remember recently they asked him, it was like, oh, so are you actually saving the world from like the, like the pedophilia and the satanic like cults or whatever? And he was like, is that a bad thing? So it's like that with Q, it's like, it doesn't make me fully believe. It's just like, mm, they're probably onto something. Who knows? It's just in, in, in the end, it's a theory, in my opinion. It's just theories. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just to, again, to go into a little bit more about Pizzagate, since you asked about that, um, you know, I mean, you guys have covered it probably, I'm sure, extensively already on your podcast. Uh, I saw that y'all had like, what, two episodes dedicated to it. So um, even though there's a ton of information in the whole Pizzagate conspiracy, you can actually cover a lot of it pretty quickly. And so I'm sure you guys did. Um, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I, I definitely think Pizzagate is legit. And I think that it's, um, you know, kind of an open secret that a lot of celebrities, politicians, high profile musicians and royalty are, um, you know, closeted Satanists and closeted pedophiles. So uh, it, it's really not even that much of a stretch, you know, whenever you start looking into secret societies and how all of that kind of stuff, bloodlines, how all of that kind of stuff works, um, you have to be willing to be the kind of person who is ruthless and who could harm a child that way. You have to have that kind of ruthlessness to get into those positions of power in the first place. A lot of those people, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of those people probably, you know, may not even really prefer children sexually, but um, they did it to either prove themselves or they did it to be, because of blackmail, you know, somebody drugged yeah. them and put them in that position and filmed them. You know, they woke up in bed next to a 12 year old girl or something along those lines, but someone filmed them and, you know, they could always use that against them to control them. So um, anyway, all of that to say is that, yeah, Pizzagate is definitely legit. And I don't even think it's that hard to believe. Like it, it doesn't surprise me at all. It's funny how I mean, it's like when they bring it up, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a alt-right conspiracy. And everyone's like, oh, it's the right trying to like take down the left and shit like that. And like, honestly, man, it's, it's just good versus evil. Like, don't look at it as like a, a political thing. It's just more so just good versus evil. That's what it is to me. And right. that's what it well, should be. And that's what in the media, what they've done is they've set up a Hegelian dialectic between the left and the right because the media is mostly left. And so um, they use their platform to, you know, constantly denigrate the right and pretend like it's a battle, like you said, between good versus evil, where the left is good and the left stands for social justice and yada, yada, yada. And the right is, you know, just these primitive, racist, you know, white supremacist types. But we know that's not true, first of all. But second of all, right and left, they're both just two sides of the same coin anyway. So, um, yeah, two yeah, same bird. <laughs> again, yeah, that's what I always say. The right wing and the left wing are, you know, just two wings of the same ugly bird. So, absolutely, yeah, you guys are definitely on the right track with that. Yeah, um, yeah, um, you've covered coronavirus a couple of times in your pod. Um, for my audience, like, briefly – summarize your whole take on coronavirus well it's the, i mean there's so much that goes into it and again for your listeners if you want to see more in depth into my opinion on the the, the covid19 thing definitely check out my podcast 1980 now but uh just to sum it up man <clears throat> a lot of people in the truth community are a little bit scared to say it but at this point I think that we have to have courage and we have to have balls if we want to um, make any kind of real impact on this world. And so you just, somebody's got to stand up and call it what it is. COVID-19 is a hoax, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, the more and more that I look into it, the more and more that I see uh, we are not in a pandemic. The face masks are about control and manipulation and trauma. And um this whole thing is about ushering in the new world order and getting people vaccinated and eventually vaccinated with a, uh, you know, an RFD chip. Um, and again, uh, it's all about ushering in the new world order, uh, one world currency, a one world government, and we are living in it. This is a, an extremely historical time. It's an incredible time to be alive. 
I don't think, you know, even though as much as everything that's going on right now can, can fill you with despair, I don't think I would choose a different time to be alive because everything that has ever happened in history has led up to this point. These are defining moments in our history. And, um, you know, we're going to see a lot of amazing things happen. So that's my take on it. Yeah, um, I would agree and partially agree because I, well, to me, it's, the virus is real. But, like, it's very overly... It's, like, gaslighted. Yeah, it's just very overly fucking, like, bro, like, chill out. <laughs> Not chill out. Like, yeah, like, keep, be safe. Like, look out for, like, your, the ones that are, like, can get actually, like, sick from it. But, like, overall, I agree. It's, it's a whole step into, like, new world order. Fucking 5G on the rise also. So the fucking the chip technology can work faster and better. So that's definitely it's oh man it, every day it's just arguments on in, after arguments on like on social media it's 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 draining that's why I'm like on on it like lo, lo, ah, a lot less yeah i mean that that's the that's the uh, best thing that you can do for your mental and emotional health is uh limit your time and exposure to social media because social media was created al- alone was created to manipulate and control our minds but all of this COVID-19 and, and rioting and everything that's going on, everything that has gone on in 2020 that has been spotlighted by the media has been there for a specific reason. And that is to create division and chaos and destruction and uh, manipulate us into fearing our neighbor, right? Because yeah, now our neighbor is dirty. Our neighbor is sick. We should fear our neighbor. We need to stand six feet apart from our neighbor. We need to social distance ourselves, right? We need to wear a mask and cover ourselves, our faces in this shame-based system and not interact with our loved ones because they're dirty too and we're dirty. It, it's a shame-based system that is meant to make us turn in, to, to turn us into cattle and to make us feel like, um, you know, we have no real value. We have no real meaning. That's what it all comes down to because if you can break a society's spirit – if you can break them that way, then you can control them. And that's what they're doing right now. Everything that is going on right now is about trying to break us. Yeah, totally agree. And it's only going to get worse from here on if people are not willing to get out of the fucking herd. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, and also distractions, which this um, a transition to uh, Flat Earth. Recently, over the couple past couple months, there's been there's been like articles about like how there's like oh we discovered a simulation from this base in Antarctica like oh alien life on this part of the galaxy or whatever. So yeah, like for someone that's just getting into flat Earth, how would you go into it? And like for and then when when you grab them, how else would you like kind of like convince them? Or, like, look at it in a different perspective, per se. So, like, yeah, you basically have the floor until we have sure. questions. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's, again, it's a huge question. I would say, first of all, just to answer your very first questions about some of that stuff, the, the alien stuff in the media, the UFOs, or, you know, the simulation theory, all of that stuff is what, in the truth community, we call approved conspiracy theories. Those are the ones that the elite want you to look into because they're going to lead you nowhere. You're, you're not going to 
end up at any real discovery, any real spiritual breakthrough in your life. Um, they're just there for entertainment and to keep you distracted from what's really going on and what's really important. So uh, again, you know, aliens and UFOs and simulation theory, all that stuff is fake. And you know it's fake when you see people like these approved pop scientists like Bill Nye or Neil deGrasse Tyson or Michu Akaku talking about those things. You know, they talk about simulation theory. You know, I mean, 15 years ago, if you had, if you had said that you thought that the world was actually just some crazy simulation – people would have laughed at you and called you like a sci-fi nerd and you know you're a crazy conspiracy theorist but now these pop culture scientists are endorsing this idea of the simulation theory and they're endorsing the idea of extraterrestrials and, and aliens out there in the universe all that stuff is fake they're only endorsing it because they want us to be looking into it they want us to be distracted with that stuff but again it's all fake <laughs> uh. um, and I know that might hurt to hear because it does, uh, dude. We well, we 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 grow up with uh, movies and shows like Star Wars and Star Trek, and and we love the idea of a vast outer space and um, the potential for life out there, and and all of the the wonders that it could bring us if we discovered that life. I mean, it's so interesting to think about, but that's kid stuff, you know. Whenever you really grow up in in truth. And I'm speaking metaphorically, like whenever you, you, you really actualize and self-realize yourself in truth, then you discover that all of that stuff is just for entertainment. It's children's entertainment, and none of it is based in any reality. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that, that was, that was kind of cold. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and, and that's, it. it's not a direct... <laughs> It don't take it as a direct attack at you guys. Oh, I'm no, 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 it's not. I'm talking like, to myself as well. Yeah, right, totally. Um, right. Because on this pod, like all all three of us and people that we talk to, like within friends, we always talk about like the theory and like simulation, multi universe. Because we love that shit. We're, we always talk about it. every time we see each other, even like not on the podcast, we're always like, "Yo, like what? Like in our dreams, like what if that's like." our other world that we're living but when we come back to reality like this reality it's a different we're living a different it's life. like it's like all the all the use converge into one for a little bit and then they split back up like oh you died in this world so now you come back in this parallel universe kind of deal also like with deja vu coming into play yeah, it's like a recall yeah it's like we're we're pretty big on like simulation like i when you said like listen to your pod about like um the Project Bluebeam episode on which I'm totally like on board with Project Bluebeam. When he said like space is fake and aliens aren't real, I was just like, oh, hold up. That, that kind of yeah, hit you. me, bro. I was like, damn. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. And um, again, I've been there. But if you type in simulation theory in the YouTube search bar, you're going to get hundreds of videos that are all about it and that, you know, all of these creators or even these really big channels that get millions and millions of views talking about it. And that should tell you something because YouTube only censors the truth, right? So like True. if you type in 9-11 in the search bar, you're going to get nothing but either people trying to debunk the conspiracy theories around 9-11 or just like, you know, mainstream news sources talking about it. If you type in flat earth on the YouTube search bar, you're going to get nothing but videos that are trying to debunk it because 
Um, and it's going to be mainstream too. It's going to be MSNBC and, and CNN and it's going to be videos making fun of it. Why? It's because it's the truth, you know? And so that, that should always be a huge red flag. A lot of these hoax shootings like Sandy Hook or uh, Las yeah. Vegas, um, mm-hmm. oh, you can't find videos yep. about that stuff on YouTube. YouTube takes it down immediately because, yeah. and they, and they censor it because, well, it's the truth. So um, like I said, if you type in stuff about UFOs and aliens or simulation theory, you're going to get all kinds of stuff. It'll keep you busy for hours and hours and hours. But again, that should be a, a red flag. Damn. Wow. Yeah, I remember um, not long, long ago, my girlfriend and I, we were just like bored. We were like, all right, let's just watch, look up some like random conspiracy. We, we tried looking up Sandy Hook because I was like, I kind of wanted to dig deep into it. Because at the time, it was just like, it got, like dug under the rug quickly. I was like, oh, let me see if there's anything like somewhere, some somewhere deep into YouTube, like a video or some presentation. And you, I had to actually type in the entire sentence or statement, Sandy Hook conspiracy, and I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that they have a monopoly on truth. Uh, but that's just the world we live in, and I guess we really shouldn't be surprised, you know. Uh, but to get into uh, you know, to finally transition into flat earth, um, I wanted to kind of say a few things, a couple of kind of disclaimers and a little bit of an introduction. And then after I'm done with that, you guys can just rapid fire questions and I'll do my best to answer them. But I think I'm pretty well equipped. I don't, I, I don't think I've heard an original question in the past at least three years since I started looking. I mean, I've been looking into flat earth for about four years, but at least in the past three years, I don't think I've heard an original question so um are are we good or am i good to do the this introduction for you guys you absolutely sir have for it okay right on so whenever i talk about flat earth the first thing that i always like to do is start out with these two quotes okay these are really important to me and i just think that they're they're so important to think about okay so the first one is this the mark of an intelligent mind is the ability to entertain an idea without accepting it and basically what that quote is saying that an intelligent person will at least give an idea a chance but that intelligent person will know that they don't have to accept that idea to give it a chance right that uh, if they want to be an intellectual person and they want to have an open mind they might have to every now and then confront an idea that is going to trigger their cognitive dissonance. That's going to um, that's going to confront their their biases. So uh, again, I'll read that one more time. The mark of an intelligent mind is the ability to entertain an idea without accepting it. And so, I mean, that that hit me really hard when I first heard that, and I first started looking into flat Earth because I was like, "Wow, I'm calling this idea stupid. I'm saying it's ridiculous, but I haven't even looked into it. Right? I don't have to accept the concept of flat Earth just to look into it. Right?" So um, my second quote goes along with that quote. It's condemnation before investigation is the height of ignorance. And it's kind of along the same lines, right? To condemn an idea or to, to call it ridiculous or say that it's stupid before I've actually looked into it would be ignorant, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many things out there in this world and in this reality that would probably sound ridiculous to me until i actually took the time to look into them and investigate them for myself so does that make sense to you guys yeah 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 that makes very good sense because like today people like 
they just like to just come at you with like what they think it's like oh my word is like absolutely like law like yeah. it's no, it's, it's a- final like i don't want to hear your point of view my perspective is final i heard it from cnn i heard it from like mainstream articles media what what, what have you they just don't want to have they don't want to sit down and have an actual structured argument no it's not even that it's also that too but it's also like people don't like to get questions on beliefs and they don't want to be proved wrong and accept the fact that they're wrong exactly like they the people nowadays they have a hard time to accepting certain things like that yo this is how it is you know you don't have to believe like the quote says it yo that that quote is so beautiful damn like just hearing that it, it explains itself so well it's like basically that if you don't you could accept the idea and listen to someone talk about it but you don't have to accept it at the end of the day if you want to, you know, it's just, just know that it's there, exactly. you know, and it, like you said, like it could change your whole perspective and then give you like a new way of like how to see everything else. And then maybe slowly you can be like, all right, now I sort of understand, it, I understand it. Yeah. If you want to believe it, you can believe it. If you don't want to, yeah, that's, that's on you. Man. That's, your, you, that's your freedom. Also, you can't really convince everyone too. Yeah. Well, exactly. yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, and I totally understand it. I, I know the feeling, right? Because, and just yeah. to give you, here's an example for you guys. When I was in high school, okay, I grew up in a Christian household. Um, I still consider myself to be a Christian today. But when I was in high school, I started to think a little bit more about my faith. And um, I was being confronted, being in high school in biology and stuff like that. I was being in front, confronted by the idea of evolution, right? And Darwinism. And there was something inside me that was really scared to look into evolution or look into Darwinism and natural selection and all that kind of stuff because I didn't want the faith that I held so dear to be challenged. And I was afraid that if I did look into those scientific theories that my paradigm would shift and the reality that I had held on to and loved and and knew for so long would change. I was scared of that. It's called cognitive dissonance. Now, eventually, I did look into evolution and all that kind of stuff, and I saw that it was ridiculous. You know, I saw that it was all based on nothing, and so I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I did finally challenge myself and look into that stuff, even though it was scary, because it just made me stronger in my beliefs. And so if only people could just do that. I'm not saying that I'm like the shining standard of how you're supposed to confront ideas. I'm just saying if we could all just like have the courage to give ideas a chance and we might actually come out stronger on the other side. So um, that being said, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what flat earth is not. And then I'll let you guys ask me all kinds of questions because you guys are going to have these questions for sure. And so I would rather just get them out of the way at the beginning because I know you're going to ask about these things. So I'd rather just get it out of the way. Right. All right. So the first one is flat earth is not a new concept. Yes, it did have a resurgence in 2014 and 2015 on the internet and it had never really been talked about on the internet before then. And then it it kind of became like an underground pop culture phenomenon. You know, people were all of a sudden talking about flat earthers and uh, making fun of flat earthers and all this kind of stuff. But before that, it really wasn't talked about in the mainstream consciousness. Um, <clears throat> however, the concept of a flat earth and a, a stationary enclosed geocentric world is not a new concept at all. 
In fact, every single culture, every major culture and religion that has ever existed started out with a flat, stationary, and enclosed cosmology. Okay, so not only did they have a flat, stationary concept of the earth, but it was also enclosed as in some kind of covering or some kind of dome or some kind of ceiling. The Bible refers to it as the firmament. What I'm getting at, again, just to hone in on my point, is that it is not a new concept. And you'll see that, though. You'll see that in the media. You'll see that in, the, in, in pop science and stuff. They'll say that, you know, people knew for thousands and thousands of years that the earth was a ball. Well, that's not true. The idea of the earth and all the planets being uh, spheres and this idea of the planets orbiting the sun and this vast, ever-expanding universe, that idea is only about 500 years old. So. Um, Moving on, uh, flat earth is not anti-science. You'll see that a lot too in the media. They'll say, uh, you know, flat earthers are anti-science or that the flat earth debate is a battle between science and anti-science. It's not what it is. In fact, I would say that the flat earth movement and the flat earth question is pro-science because flat earthers are the ones that are actually going out there and questioning everything that they've been taught and everything that they've been told and everything that they've learned. They're questioning it and they're doing experiments. How many people that you guys know that believe in the globe have actually gone out and shot lasers over large bodies of water or tested moonlight, the temperature of moonlight? I mean, you probably don't know any because I know I don't know any. They just took what they were told when they were little kids in kindergarten and they just took it for granted and they just accepted it and they never questioned it and they never thought to question it. That's not science. Science is supposed to be testable and observable and repeatable and measurable. So no, flat earth is not anti-science, which a lot of people still will say that it is. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. My throat's getting kind of dry. Let me take a drink of water. <laughs> yeah, like quickly, like going to what you're saying with science, science is not like final it's, it's always like changing it's just like there you some go. method in yeah. theory yeah per, that's that's exactly right but then you'll have these pop scientists like neil degrasse tyson come out and say the science is settled no the science is never settled um moving on uh flat earth is not a religious movement i would say probably about half of the people in and i don't i'm just kind of pulling this number out of my butt but I would say that about half the people in the flat earth movement are Christians probably, but uh, the other half would probably identify as agnostic or searching, right? Or maybe, uh, you know, Jewish or Muslim or, uh, you know, Hindu, but definitely not atheists. There are no atheists in the flat earth movement because you can't accept the flat earth and be an atheist. And I'll get more into that later, but um it's what I'm saying though is that it's not a religious movement. It's you don't have to be like a Christian or have any religion to accept the flat earth concept. You just have to have an open mind and you will probably end up believing in a creator, but it doesn't have to be the God of the Bible. It doesn't have to be any specific God. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, totally. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Damn, you didn't ask a question that I was going to ask anyway, so you kind of answered it. Okay. I was going to say, like, religion does come in play when it comes to, like, these kind of things, but that's already sure. off the question, too. So the last thing that I'm going to say is Flat Earth is not the images that you have been presented with. So I what I mean this. by that is we have been, pro we have been programmed 
by our science books and by the media and by the pop culture to believe that flat earthers believe in a disc that's floating in space. And it's ridiculous, right? They always show this image. Like you guys are probably going to be tempted when you, whenever you make your promotional artwork on Instagram, you're going to be tempted to, to Google the flat earth and you're going to want to use that image of the disc earth floating in space with the oceans falling off of it. But guys, please don't because that is not what flat earthers believe in at all. Uh, oh, yeah, there no, is, that, there that's is just no space. very ridiculous. <laughs> what? <coughs> Sorry, guys. Well, I'm in a dank closet. Recording, <laughs> you so. get you're fine. You're fine. There's no space. Yeah, how's yeah, that? Yeah. So, so hold on. So, there's no stars or space then. Is that what you guys also don't believe in? Oh, uh, no. So, I promise I will get into that and answer that question. But what sure. I wanted, I just want to make sure that you guys and your listeners understand that flat earthers do not think that earth is some is floating in space and that it's some kind of disc and we definitely don't believe that mars and jupiter and saturn are also globes or they're, they're spheres but earth is somehow a disc you have to throw out everything that you think you know about our solar system and our universe and our cosmology because none of it is real all of it ha is a lie all of it is a hoax you have to throw that all out and start with a clean slate some of you guys might have seen that meme going around on social media where you have the sun, right? And then coming out from the sun is like this diagram of the planets. And then you have, you know, Venus and uh, Mercury. And then you have Earth. And Earth is like this disk, right? But, and then you have uh, Mars and, and all the other planets are all spheres. Uh, yeah, but again, that. <laughs> again, that is not what flat earthers believe. We don't believe that somehow earth is a disc and all the other, we don't believe in planets at all, right? Because we have no evidence of planets. And I promise that <coughs> it sounds weird, but it'll make sense in a minute. My mind is blown. Damn. Oh my God. So let's hear your questions and... At, you know, in some form or fashion, I we will probably talk about everything that you want to know. Well, going back to like um like the religion aspect, I remember hearing that in the Bible it says like Earth is like a, a plane or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the actual like text on it or like where the verse well, where it's from. There's about two hundred verses in the Bible that talk about earth being a plane stationary immovable uh covered by a firmament you know um the, the bible is definitely a flat earth book from cover to cover a hundred percent i mean there's no denying it you have to really jump through a lot of loopholes and really suspend your disbelief to think that the bible could in any way talk about a globe or reference a globe at all because it definitely does not does it reference to like the, whatchamacallit, when all the countries, well, all the continents were together into oh, like, like Pange Pangea? Pangea? I think that's what you, um, you say. In a, in a way it does, but again, the, uh, I mean, you have to throw out everything that you know about the globe. And so we don't, we don't have any real evidence of Pangea. I mean, it, it could, it could have existed or, you know, all of these different continents could have been together at one point and then separated, but um <laughs> Yeah, we, we just don't know. Hmm. Damn. Okay. So then now I have another question. So then now, 
how would you explain then? So like, if you know, if you say there's no planets, or that you guys don't believe that there's planets other than like ours, then so then now, how would you get the natural light from the sun? Like, is the sun also flat as well? Like, are the stars also flat, or do the stars also do not exist? Okay, so let me uh, try and explain this. It's kind of hard because this is an audio podcast. Sure. But basically, the way that it works is, you know, we have been taught that the sun is a hundred times the size of Earth. Of course. And we have been taught that the sun is 93 million miles away, right? And that all the yeah. stars and the other planets, uh, or at least the stars, I'm sorry, and the other galaxies and stuff are even further than that, right? right. However, on the flat Earth model, the sun is actually, and the moon, are both local. They're small, and they're close to Earth. And the math works out the same. Because basically, if you imagine kind of like uh, the Earth being a circle, not round like a ball, but round like a dinner plate. Right. <clears throat> and above it, moving above it are the sun and the moon, which in the Bible it calls the sun the greater light to govern the day and the moon is the lesser light to govern the night so basically it kind of imagine like uh the yin yang symbol for example a lot of people theorize that the yin yang symbol is actually a uh, a primitive diagram of how the sun and the moon work over the earth right i so, think i've seen this picture yeah the sun yeah. The sun is basically like a spotlight, right? Because again, it's a lot smaller than we've been told, and it's a lot closer than we've been told. It's not extremely far away, but instead it might be 3,000 miles above us as opposed to 93 million miles away, right? So it has a throw. It has a, 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 a throw of light, and um, as it moves over the surface of the earth, it lights certain parts of the earth and as it moves away from those parts that it lit up those parts get dark basically that's really the only way that i can explain it without you actually seeing a diagram or seeing like a you know a gif or an animation of how it works i think the yin yang symbol kind of like paint the picture yeah for me because i could kind of see how they kind of use interact kind of like a circle they exchange the spots you know right. it's kind of it's kind of like it's like a spot like you're shining on one side and then they switch as they kind of move around. But then now, um, so then now, what about gravity then? Because then now, like, for example, short, now let's say if like, a, mean, it's like a plane, it's like a plane. When it comes to that, I feel like with gravity thing, objects have like density. Right. Know? But then like, because um, you know, you know how, how like the meme is like, you know, with the oceans falling off, right? Definitely if there's gravity, that ocean's gonna get pulled back like what under that then i mean i, I guess i can get into technical with that no 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 there's, there's no there's no under there's no under the flat earth again it again the mm. earth is not a disc okay it's not like a disc that's floating earth is more like a realm and we can only okay. speculate we can only theorize that what is outside of the firmament or what is outside of the flat earth reality i mean we again we can only speculate i believe the bible and the bible says that the God, you know, created the firmament to separate the waters above from the waters below. So I think that what's outside of the firmament, which is the dome that covers the the flat Earth, I think that out outside of it is water. I think that it's actually oh. kind of like, imagine like a snow globe, right? The snow globe always has like a flat plane on the inside, but it's got this like glass, you know, dome going around it. That's kind of how I imagine it. Um, not not that we're actually living in a snow globe. That's not what I'm saying. Just kind of to give mm -hmm. you a mental picture. 
Now imagine that that snow globe was submerged in water. So that's kind of what I believe. And then beyond that water is the heavenly realm, which is where I believe that God, you know, dwells. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. But you know, so, you, sorry, to, yeah. to, uh, again, uh, before mm-hmm. I don't want to miss this point about gravity. Um, gravity does not exist either. <laughs> again, mm. you have to throw out every, everything that you've been taught because there's no need for gravity on the flat earth, first of all. Mm-hmm. But second of all, <clears throat> gravity is a reverse engineering concept okay because basically what happened was again everyone for thousands and thousands of years since the dawn of time knew that earth was flat and stationary so whenever copernicus introduced this concept of earth being a ball instead of a plane somebody had to make sense of what about the people on the bottom of earth right what about people in australia why are they not falling off? How are they hanging upside, like, upside down like bats and not falling off the ball? Because we all know that uh, you know, if there was no force holding them on, then they would just fall off, right? So Isaac Newton had to come up with a way to explain that. And that's all that gravity is. It's, again, it's reverse engineering. He had to explain. But, I mean, he was a, Isaac Newton was an occultist. He was a Freemason. He was part of these secret special clubs, just like all the others. And so, um, you know, again, he had to come up with some kind of explanation of why aren't people falling off of the ball? That's all that it is. But on a flat plane, it's Mm -hmm. so much more simple. The reality of flat earth is so much more simple and easy. You don't need it. If an object is denser than air, it falls to the ground. If an object is less dense than air, it floats. I mean, think about it. A helium balloon can somehow defy the force of gravity that also keeps an aircraft carrier, uh, you know, on the ocean. How is that possible? How is gravity selective? How come gravity can keep the aircraft carrier from floating off into space, but that same force can't keep a helium balloon from floating off? Or imagine a butterfly. How can a butterfly escape this powerful force of gravity that somehow holds the oceans to the balls Yet a butterfly can defy that. It makes absolutely no sense. We have been lied to. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Cool. wow. Okay. Hold on. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> we we got to Go slow ahead. down a little bit. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Good. Go ahead. Fabio. You got questions first of, for us. First of all, first of all, I love the way that you're just grinding every single uh, scientist that has ever been out there. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. He's coming for them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's amazing. Um, second of all, uh, you're ma- kind of making me wonder with the like the fact that the planet is kind of like surrounded by water, you know? Because like even though I don't believe it, I I think like it, I feel like it's gonna be stuck in my head. Like, well, what if? Just because it sounds like to me, it just sounds like a sick idea. Like, wow, we live under water. That would be amazing. You know? well, Absolutely. well, you know, they do say like you can't breathe in space because it feels like a vacuum, but you could float and things float and move around. So it's mm-hmm. like, in a way, it's kind of like a water that you can't see, I guess. Like it's kind of transparent, but it feels like water. Because once you break out of the atmosphere, like the firmament, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like you're just now into this like light, I guess, light space, but you actually could choke to death. Also to um, basically cover up not cover up 
like how like that meme where it shows like the fucking oceans falling off but yeah. like there's like the flat earth like the map or yeah like basically the plane there's a whole like ice like wall basically we're also saying like you can't like go to an Ar- Antarctica Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what you're getting at, and let me let me kind of put it in a more simplistic kind of way. So, if you look on a lot of older flat Earth maps, and you can find them out there, I actually have one on my wall. It's called the Gleason's Equidistant as a Muscle. I'm sorry, as a Muscle Equidistant Map. It's called the AE Flat Earth Map, and that is a really good example of what we think potentially the the flat Earth could kind of look like because it was made this map was made in the 1800s and at the top of the map it says for educational and scientific purposes this is an accurate map or something along those lines and there was a lot of explorers in those days and they were um you know uh, uh what's the word they were exploring and they were i can't remember the word they were surveying ge- you know surveying the geography and all that kind of stuff and so we have this map that it says it's for it's for scientific and educational purposes and that it's accurate right and it's a flat earth map um and in this map antarctica completely surrounds the plane the circular plane of earth um kind of like a uh, imagine a pizza like a, a pizza and the crust is like antarctica right and then everything inside of that is like the oceans and the continents and then you have of course you have the north pole in the middle does that make sense yeah you guys able to picture that kind of i i got a i got a picture of it that i found on google uh like it's like the the ae as the mutual there you go projection yeah i i kind of see like what you mean with the crust like the ice is kind of surrounding the outside the outer area and then in the inner you see everything else like the oceans also i want to bring up in which i kick myself thinking about why i've never fuck not never i've just said the operation name like once and i never brought it up again operation paperclip what's that exactly oh my god this this is something that (laughs) fucking people are like wait what no way they can't do that i'm like well they did basically to summarize after world war ii bunch of i think it was i can't be wrong with the number Either 1,300 or 1,500 Nazis. Yeah, I think it was about 1,500 Nazis, yeah. Yeah, the government was like, all right, let's clean your record. You're going to be joining our agencies, create NASA, CIA, be also work with the FBI, and basically we're going to dominate the world. The, the so, U.S. government yeah. pardoned them from their war crimes and said, we, you know, we will spare you if you work for us because – uh, Germany had a really fantastic, uh, you know, rocket science team, basically, and so, yep. and they had they had a lot of very brilliant uh, scientists. So the U.S. said, "We will wipe your slate your slate clean if you come to our country and work for us." And so NASA was actually founded by Nazis, and a lot yep. of people don't want to accept that or believe it, but that's mainstream truth. That's not even conspiracy. You can you can Google that, and you can find that for yourself probably on Wikipedia. So, um, yeah, that's absolutely true. Operation Paperclip, we, NASA was founded by Nazis. Also, the Newberg trials are fucking bullshit, too. Oh, yeah, that shit's that, crazy. If, if people were like, all right, <laughs> they look up Operation Paperclip, uh, Paperclip and then look into Newberg, Newberg trial, Newberg trials, fuck. You're like, all right, so everything that we were taught in school is basically bullshit. I'm like, yes, it is. Like, yeah. they don't tell us this because they don't want us to know. 
Well, and so around that same time period, just to kind of transit or tie this all back into Antarctica, there was another operation called Operation High Jump. And basically, Operation High Jump is when the U.S. government uh, sent a huge military expedition to Antarctica because for some reason around that time, well, I know why, but um, the U.S. government got really interested in Antarctica, and they called it Operation High Jump because the coastline of Antarctica is like a one, between 150 feet to 200 feet ice wall. That is the coastline of Antarctica. See, we're taught that on the globe that Antarctica is a continent, right, at the bottom of the globe. But actually, mm -hmm. Antarctica, again, is uh, not only is it a ring that completely circles the circumference of this, this round plane that we're on, but it's also like a wall, like the sides of a bowl that hold in the oceans. So um, you can actually Google images yourself. Just type in Antarctic coastline and you will see these giant ice walls. It's like out of a sci-fi movie. It's so crazy, and I had never seen it before until I started looking into this flat earth stuff. But um, yeah, it is a, an ice wall. That's what Antarctica is, and they, that's why they called it Operation High Jump because they had to get up those crazy walls. Well, Operation High Jump was part of a bigger operation called uh, Project Dominic. Okay. And so uh, <clears throat> within that Project Dominic, there was also another operation called Operation Fishbowl. Okay. Now, F Operation Fishbowl was this uh, expedition that they did into Antarctica. Well, if you break down the words there, it becomes really interesting because the word Dominic from the Greek means of the Lord. So. Fishbowl of the Lord. Yeah. You guys see what I'm talking about here? What, <laughs> we, what, 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 we, think, oh what we think happened is that uh, they discovered the dome. They discovered the firmament. They discovered the edges, the, the outermost part of the edges of this dome that covers us. They discovered it. And so at, right after that, the, uh, every uh, – uh, maybe not every nation, I can't remember, but 50 major countries came together and signed a treaty called the Antarctic Treaty. And ah, basically, all of these countries came together and said, mm -hmm. Antarctica is going to be reserved for only scientific purposes and Whoa. independent research and independent exploration is going to be forbidden. So for some reason... You know, countries and world leaders can never agree on anything, right? But some, for some reason, all, all of these countries have never broken that treaty, okay? So, like, if me or you decided to get on a boat and sail to Antarctica, we would get intercepted by a military force. You can, and you can that, again, that's mainstream information. You can look that up online. You are not allowed to independently research in Antarctica. You're not allowed to independently explore. You have to be on some kind of government-approved trip, like if you're a scientist, or you can, be, you can go to Antarctica on a cruise. But the cruise will just take you to a part of Antarctica. They, they take you to an island, and believe it or not, the island that they take you to is called Deception Island. That's the name of the freaking island, okay? And they, and they let you, they let you explore there a little bit, and then you get back on the cruise ship, and that's your trip.
But wow. me and you, we we are not us regular people. Us laymen are not allowed to just go independently explore Antarctica because if we did, we would discover what they've been concealing. This is fucking nuts. I heard about like the treaty too, but like that part, holy shit. <laughs> It'll Damn. it'll blow your mind, man. It'll keep you awake for days. Fuck me up if you go down that rabbit hole. I, I love this. I this love this, this is a deep shit. rabbit hole. I love this shit. Fudge. Okay, so then what about the North Pole? Would it be also the same thing then for them? Kind of like just like a small sheet of ice that they found, and then everything is just like a brick wall, kind of just sustaining the oceans from there. You know, it's hard to say. I think that um, the North Pole is probably a little bit more of kind of like a, a continent, but I really can't say. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are ancient, ancient maps, the Norse, the Hindus, yeah. the Egyptians, um, the Chaldeans, the Vedics. All, they all have these ancient flat earth maps, and at the center of each culture's uh, map they the at the center at the north pole they always have something special there like uh some cultures believe that it's a magnetic mountain called mount maru <laughs> and if you think about it it kind of makes sense because if you get out a compass your compass is Points always going to point north but why why does it point north on a globe how does that make sense if you're if you're on the other side of the equator closer to the south pole Mm -hmm. why does the south pole not catch that that um you know that little arrowhead on your compass and overpower the magnetics and point towards the south it always points towards the magnetic north because there's probably something there some kind of mountain that has magnetic uh properties but mm. also i mean the uh the norse people believed that valhalla is there um some people believe that the biblical garden of eden was originally there at the North Pole. We don't really know. It's a really interesting rabbit hole to go down, but all we can do is speculate on that part, and all we can mm -hmm. do is theorize. We just don't know. But it, the North Pole is very, very interesting. Interesting. So then now uh, I want to go back into um, – so then now uh, how would you explain, like, planets then? So the planets are not really a thing then. So it basically it's just like we're in the firmament being held by, say, like, I don't know, like water or, like, surrounded so, okay. by water. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, the ancients called the planets wandering stars. They just saw right. them as different stars, but they knew that there was something different about them because all of the stars in the sky besides the wandering stars, they kind of have the same star trail. They go in a circle basically over your head every mm -hmm. single night, but the planets do different things, and that's why they called them wandering stars. But the, the concept, the idea of those planets being physical terra firma, physical – spheres that you could like fly to and land a spaceship on that concept had to be programmed into us it had to be taught to us the ancients never came to that conclusion um for example this is some mm -hmm. I, I i like this thought experiment imagine that you were raised by wolves okay you mm -hmm. never had any contact with any society and when you looked up to the sky you would never come to the conclusion that any of those lights you're seeing are like the thing that you're standing on. You would never come to that conclusion. And the ancients didn't come to that conclusion. They didn't think that. They just thought that they were lights that were placed in the sky for signs and seasons and for predicting things. So um, again, to, to get back to the original question, the only reason that we think that those light, those wandering stars are physical planets is because we have been taught that in school and we've been showed 
we have been shown CGI photo or CGI images of them. Okay. Like this is something that always, this is actually what got me into flat earth is I found out that there are no real pictures of earth from space. Every single picture you have ever seen. And even NASA admits this, they call it a composite image. They don't call it a photograph because they can't. They will say it is either A, a composite image, or B, an artist's rendering, which is like a painting or something that's made in Photoshop. Mm -hmm. And all of the planets are the exact same. And it's so funny. You'll see these viral um, articles uh, you know, all over social media. NASA comes out with new spectacular photos of, of Neptune or you know, Jupiter or whatever. And you look in the fine print and it says this, you know, it'll say this is an, an artist's rendering or this is a composite image. They don't have any real pictures of the planets because they can't take any real pictures of the planets. There's no, there is no planets to take pictures of. They're just lights in the sky that I think were put there for signs and seasons and um, you know, kind of to, uh, mm -hmm. to, show, to show us the glory of God, different things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But there's, you know, there's a lot of rabbit holes you can go down there too. Like some people think that stars are actually souls or that they actually have some kind of connection to the heavenly realm or to angels. I don't know about mm -hmm. any of that. Maybe so. But what I do know is that the ancients used the stars for navigation. They used them for um, uh, signs and seasons and predicting eclipses and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, you know, if we were created by a creator, I think that that's why they were put there. Holy shit. Wow. You know, that's a good perspective. I never thought of him like that. Because it is true what he says. Because, you know, back then the Norse and the Vikings and all the sailors used to use the stars. So, like, oh, yeah, we're kind of more to the east or, like, we're more to the south or west or whatever. Exactly. For coordinates, exactly. you know. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have a question. Like, so, the other day I was on Tech Lodge, just, like, surfing through, like, whatever videos. And I came to this video. Basically, this astronaut took a video of them like in space per se and basically they showed the globe and in the comments obviously you would see like oh flat earthers are like probably like not looking at this and then still saying the earth is level like round or yeah yeah basically saying that oh the earth is still flat either way because people were people were like oh see it's round because of the curve of the the earth or whatever so, like, would you say, like, a video with that, like, that would be, like, in a way, like, green screen or, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. CGI um, in a way? Yeah. Uh, astronauts are Freemasons. They're all, they're all Freemasons. They're all part of secret societies. They're actors. Um, they've been challenged to debates. They can't debate. They won't debate because they just don't have the knowledge. They're, they're dumb. They're just, you know, I mean, I know that can be offensive to say, but they're just, they're actors. And they get, you know. I mean, there's no telling how it all works. Who knows? Maybe uh, some someone approaches them and says, you know, we will take care of your family forever. We will give you all the wealth of this world, all the glory of this world. You just have to keep this one little lie. Who knows how it really works? But um, definitely NASA is not in the business of space exploration. NASA was designed and created to perpetuate the concept of outer space to keep people interested in outer space, the idea of outer space. But no, that, that person, that video that you saw, 
is 100% fake. Um, I mean, and it's not even that hard to believe. Look at the movie Gravity or the movie Interstellar, right? Oh I mean, my God, that movie fucking blew my fucking mind. That those thing movies crazy. are that was insane. Right, but they're flawless, right? Because you can do a lot with um, millions of dollars. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but NASA gets about $55 million a, 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 a sorry, a, is it a day or a year? I believe it's a day, $55 million a day, okay? Yeah, it is a day, not a year. Fuck, that's a that's, lot of cash. Yeah, Dude, okay. <laughs> and, and, and where do you think that money comes from? I mean, it's an inv- it wasn't invented currency at this point. You know, somebody just found gold and said, hey, let's make this pretty metal-like viable as heck for the trades. Uh, well, right? You're getting a little too specific. Basically, what I'm mm. trying to say is you guys, <laughs> you guys pay that. We pay of that. Course. It's, it yeah, comes from taxpayer fucking... money. The taxpayer pays that, right? So imagine, imagine what you could do with all that money. You could, you could create this, you know, this con- you could have people looking like they're floating in space on these videos. But when you really look into it, look up, and it's hard to find because YouTube censors it, but you can find all kinds of NASA CGI bloopers. And, uh, you know, just, it's hilarious. They're not even good at it. And the Asian countries, like the Japanese space station and the Chinese, they're even worse. They have bloopers and CGI mess ups all the time, but 100% they're actors. Yeah, it's all fake. Crazy. Wait, so then uh, uh, let me ask you this. And so then when they, when they shoot like all of these, like, like uh, telescopes or whatever, supposedly to take all these pictures, you know, even though, because I've seen the original pictures too, because he brought a good point. You know, the planets literally do not look like the colors that we think they look like on TV or social media. You know, like the pictures that they get are like black and white. Sometimes they're just blurred out images of like, yeah. you know, a, a dot or a circle. And like the galaxies look like more like flared up lights as opposed to like these textures or whatever. You know, so that raises a good question. Like, um, you know, how far, how far do they go to just make it seem like, yeah, this is a spherical celestial thing floating around now when it comes to that so then now do they stage also all these lounges for like the stuff that they shoot into like say quote-unquote what we call space yeah wasn't there like a space like no space launch yeah, like, recently, yeah. like yeah. back in june i think it was like spacex like regarding like sending stuff to the to the stations like supplies or whatever mm. but but the thing is like back to the thing so then now because we're under a firmament back to the whole thing like he was explaining it and you know how we you know, how the outside of the firmament, it's more like, you know, the other oceans that we're supposed to keep separate from so we don't freaking die. Um, so then now, are you saying that those objects are also made up or do, are they actually just like, do they, do they, do, do you guys believe that they're just floating out there into those waters because we want to explore what's out there? Okay, so uh, I should probably mm-hmm. clarify the firmament is mm-hmm. hard. I mean, it's something that you can't get through. Right. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> there there's so much to go into here, but oh, uh, j- so just to- let, sorry, let me spef- let me maybe a little bit more specific. So then, would you say the fir- let me because so, I probably might be misinterpreting it a little bit more uh, wrong. So it's the firmament. If the firmament, do you consider? Let's just say like the space, right? Like the stars, whatever, right? Would that be considered the firmament, the firmament, or just the atmosphere that surrounds the Earth? Um, well, I mean, the atmosphere mm-hmm. is within the firmament, but try and imagine okay. like, uh, a, imagine a planetarium. When you walk into a planetarium, you're covered oh, by this huge dome okay. and all these lights are attached to that ceiling, you. right? 
Okay. So that's kind of, that's kind of how we believe that it works again. You know, we can't go up Mm -hmm. there and figure it out ourselves. We can only speculate, but we don't pretend to have all the answers the way that mainstream Mm -hmm. science does. Mm-hmm. But to answer that, your question about the rockets, launches do happen, but they mm-hmm. always launch these rockets near the ocean. And if True you pay that. attention, yeah. if you pay mm-hmm. attention to the rockets, they always end up, you can see the trajectory. They always end up going down. And I remember I asked my dad when I was a kid, I said, we watched mm-hmm. a NASA launch and I said, dad, why is the rocket going down? It's going to crash. And he said, no, no, no. The, the earth is just spinning away from the rocket. And that's why it looks like that. Now, my dad wasn't lying to me. He just didn't know. That's just what he learned. Right. But it's a very convenient answer. See, what we know is what actually happens is that these rockets, they can't go to space. We can't mm-hmm. leave this place, right? There is no space. So those rockets, our senses are telling us the truth. Those rockets mm-hmm. are going down. They're going into the ocean, and there's no people on them. And they just drop them. They just drop wow. them in the ocean, and they probably either fall to the ocean floor or they go and retrieve them somehow. But you know, it's it mm-hmm. would be it would be secret and be top secret. But yeah, they, these rockets, and you can just watch a video. They clearly go down every single time. That's yeah, why they, they have to have, do it near they the have ocean. A lot. No, they do have a lot of like failed launches. Like I've seen like a lot of like the new companies. Wait, all the, the, they fail. Wasn't there something in the eighties? Challenger. Oh, that uh, the Challenger explosion the Challenger. Will really blow yeah. your mind. I'll have to send you guys a link. That one, he he just crumbled down. And just the whole thing blew the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So so, so every single mm-hmm. astronaut that was supposed to be on the Challenger is actually still alive today. I've heard pe- about that. Yes, people have gone out and found them, and I think like three or four of them claim that they had a they have a twin like that they're they're that they're a Whoa. twin it's so ridiculous what are the chances that that Holy many shit they it, they did it's and they're, they're out in the open too a couple of them are college professors one of them is like a lawyer it's it's out of this world insane but they're just hiding right there in plain sight because people believe <laughs> oh my god just like in the mm-hmm. truman show he says people believe the reality that is presented to them I need to see that movie. Yo, that Truman Show actually, yo, that Truman Show I speaks volumes. That. So, so the, the Truman Show yeah. is actually mm-hmm. um, Hollywood. They like to drop little hints to us, and they like yeah. to, um, you know, hide truth in plain sight. And that's what the Truman Show is. Because if you remember, Truman is living in a domed world. He just doesn't know it. So, mm-hmm. why do you think they named him Truman? Because if you break that word down, it's just the truth. True man true man is living in an enclosed reality now it's not like the world that he's living in but they're trying to tell us they're trying to show us that we are in the know we know where you guys live but all you stupid idiots think that you're stuck to a spinning ball that's flying through outer space that's what hollywood Mm. loves to do they're a bunch of like occult you know magicians and, and and witchcraft practitioners but uh they think they can pull one over on us but we figured it out you know so mm-hmm. anyway it's a really interesting concept wow so going back to like astronauts so um neil armstrong i'm not a believer in like the moon landing and think it's complete fucking bullshit like we did it not land <laughs> yeah. the moon it was shit. that shit was a fucking <laughs> shot in a shitty fucking warehouse in hollywood it has aged fucking, so poorly so bad also, like, there was a conference. Yeah, there was a conference saying, like, oh, like, what's you see? Like, how's your experience? And from what I've heard, I, I didn't see – I've always wanted – I'm like, I always tell myself, yo, look up this so you can, like, actually see it for yourself. But, like, from what I've heard, like, he didn't look 
like psyched. Oh that yeah, he went yeah. out of space. Like what that do you was think Neil Armstrong. That was Neil like, Armstrong's only uh, press conference that he's ever done. Okay, he didn't do any after that. Uh, not just Neil, but all the astronauts. They looked so depressed. They looked like someone had just told them that their dog died or something. They do not look like they're stoked to have been the first humans on the moon. That's such a big deal. Why? I mean, why are you not jumping and, and super excited? Like you said, why are they not stoked, right? Well, it's because they were lying and they knew it. They knew that they were lying to people and they, they grew up in a different America, right? They, were, they grew up in a very patriotic America. And so they were patriots who knew that they were lying to their own people. They were double crossing. They were betraying their own people. And that's why they looked that way. They had to sit up there and put on a face and pretend that they actually landed on the moon when of course they didn't. It's ridiculous. The wow, technology that they man. had, the computers that they had, at that time, your iPhone has more processing power than those computers. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's no way. And not to mention, whenever uh, NASA does these, you know, for entertainment, they'll do these uh, calls to the ISS. And the International Space Station is fake, too. There's no astronauts up there. But they'll do these calls, and they'll ask a question to one of the astronauts. And there's like a 10-second delay, right? But whenever um, – uh crap! What's his name? The guy who was a, who was the president whenever the moon landings happened? Uh, John F. Kennedy. No, oh, no, no, he, no, Nixon. Was after Nixon. Him. Nixon. Okay, so Nixon. Nixon, yeah. Nixon called the astronauts up there and is talking to them, and there's no delay at all. It's so it's so like I don't know how people. That was the 1960s. You think the technology has regressed since then? It's absurd. No, they they definitely didn't go to space. They definitely did not go to the moon and i highly recommend that you guys and your listeners check out two documentaries i think they're still up on youtube but you can find them if they're not by google searching them the first one is a funny thing happened on the way to the moon that's the title of it you watch that movie that documentary and you will know for sure that they never went to the moon okay it's not it's not a flat earth uh documentary either it wasn't made by a flat earther it was made by a guy who believes in the globe he just knows that they didn't go to the moon well it has a sequel and the sequel is called astronauts gone wild and so in that sequel he actually goes and confronts each of the apollo astronauts and uh he confronts them and he says why did you lie to the public why why did you lie about walking on the moon and all of them get so pissed at him they won't talk to him buzz aldrin punches him in the face because they all have a guilty sure. conscience. He offers them $500. He said, I will donate $500 to a charity of your choice if you put your hand on this Bible and you swear on it that uh, you went to the moon. And none of them would do it. Why wouldn't you? Right? I mean, come on. If you really went and you care about a charity of your choice, it might have been five grand. I can't remember. But the point still stands is why wouldn't you do that? Wow. Damn, you know, there, there's so many, because that is true too. There's a lot of like strong theories of like the moon landing being so fake, you know, but not because of it is anti-science, but because like people know that it's like, it's nearly it impossible. Looks it so looks so fake. Bad. Yeah, it looks like a bad, so bad, a bad budget movie. Like I've seen the clips before on YouTube, like especially for like science class and stuff like that I had to research or whatever. But it, it, yeah, it's like, how do you get footage 
to go like at that time of course now it's easier a little bit easier but at that time how the hell do you get footage of like a human on another planet you know cameras weren't go that far back then and he has a point and the too quality also. and the quality too being like that high tech i mean shit you might as well just saying that we're hiding technology you know low-key yeah. i mean also they destroyed all, all the fucking technology at the time of the supposed well yeah, moon like landing, the evidence. Whatever. It was lost. Yeah, people have asked them for the original reels, the original telemetry data, but they claim that they destroyed it. And it's like, why? That's the greatest achievement a mankind has ever done. Uh, has ever done. Why would you destroy that? Right, like it should be in the Museum of Science or something. Yeah, like that alone should be like, all right, it was it was fake. Like no one should no one should argue after that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree, but you know, people they they see uh, the moon landings as a, a patriotic event and they see it as you know again one of mankind's greatest accomplishments and when people talk about the astronauts that went to the moon they always say in 1969 we went to the moon right and i say that i'm guilty of it too i'll say yeah they say that we went to the moon no we didn't do anything a specific group of people allegedly did but for some reason I don't know how this happened, but the media or our science textbooks or whatever, they turned it into like this, this cultural event, right? Because they all wanted us to, they wanted us all to have an emotional attachment to it and think that we were part of it, but no, we didn't do anything. Right. So, um, but really quick, before we move on, I want to mention something because some of your listeners will probably stumble upon this if they start researching it. There's a video by Adam ruins everything where he debunks, you know, quote unquote debunks the moon landing conspiracy because what he says is that for the moon landings to have been faked, all of the thousands of employees at NASA would have had to have been in on it. Well, that's not what moon landing conspiracy theorists are saying. We have never made that claim that everyone at NASA was in on it. They wouldn't have to be. Yes, there's thousands of employees at NASA, but a lot of them are paper and pencil pushers. A lot of them are janitors. A lot of them um, you know, do you know, do all kinds of stuff at NASA that has nothing to do with the actual moon mission, the moon, like the you know, the actual space program. And the ones that do, remember, this is the 60s, right? So they weren't mm-hmm. looking at a high definition computer screen and able to decipher everything that was going on. They were having data being fed to them, and that's all they had. So the only people that would actually have to be in on it are the astronauts themselves, or the actornauts, as we call them. And astronauts, I like that. I like yeah, that. And then, uh, whoever, whoever was in charge of it all, that's all that would have to be in on it because everything else could be fabricated very easily. And actually, there was an astronaut named Don Lemon, uh, not Lemon, uh, I think, or Don Lemon, something along those lines. He actually came out before the the moon landings and said, "There's no way NASA's not ready. We're never going to go to. We're not going to make it to the moon anytime soon." And then he mysteriously uh, burned up in like a trial launch or something like that. I don't know. It's a whole. His his family believes that NASA murdered him for speaking out. Like there's like a whole lawsuit around that thing. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way. No one is saying that everyone at NASA had to be in on it. That's ridiculous, and we would never make that claim. Holy fuck. That's, you know, but that's the thing. It's like this country has so much history of like silencing those like naysayers of trying to go against like the project. But there's also a lot of movies. Like there was this one movie called like, I think it's Moon or something like that, where these guys 
in the moon mining rocks for Earth, but he doesn't know that he's like a twin of like the original guy that is living in Earth and all that, and he's living this simulated lie of like, yeah, you're not really in the moon, dude. You're being in the NASA system for the whole time. We're just being experimental. What will happen if we colonize? planets or like we start mining from other planets or whatever like that what now, movie did you say it was i think it's called moon uh then okay. in the video it's like uh, plays the voice of a robot called sam or whatever but it's okay, a pretty yeah. interesting one because like you know they have the whole thing of him going back to earth but he never makes it to earth you know it's like just a way of them replacing the clone because he's getting like too far to the truth i mean too too close to the truth and whatever like that that's so then, interesting yeah, and so then now you're telling me like the whole thing with flat Earth and like you know the moon being like a like a, a separate body just moving around and all that rather than just being like say quote unquote like almost a planet. It's now like the whole map of the solar system is just a lie. Then you know it's more like now we just have the yin yang symbols like the main as like as like the main reference. Um, Absolutely. Well, and hey, really quick while mm -hmm. we're on the subject yeah. of the moon, I just want to make a, a few points. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, <clears throat> again, if the sun and the moon are local and close, they're not physical or they're not, you know, they're not, uh, you couldn't land a, a, a spaceship on them or anything. You can't go to the moon, right? Mm -hmm. But if it, it all makes sense though, the moon might not even be a physical body like we understand, right? Because when you look mm -hmm. up at the sky, there are times that you can actually see blue sky in the daytime through the moon. And it's really interesting. And actually, stars have even been seen when the moon is going through certain phases. Stars have been true. seen through the moon. And that's why if you look at the flag, I think it's Turkey's flag. There's a star in the middle of the crescent moon. And mm -hmm. uh, that is a reference to that phenomenon. So it has been observed. But a little bit more on the moon, and then we can move on. The moon mm -hmm. also has a cold light that comes from it okay and you can actually test this you can get a thermometer one of these laser thermometers you can get it from home depot for like 10 or 15 dollars and you can measure moonlight and then you can measure moon shade you just go outside and find a spot on the ground or or, or not maybe not on the ground you'd want to use something more neutral mm -hmm. i don't know like a piece of paper or something i don't know exactly how they do it but you right. can actually measure you can you can measure the temperature of the moonlight which it and then it sorry i'm i'm stumbling uh the moonlight is actually colder than the moon shade it's a few degrees colder well what we're taught is that the moon reflects the sun the sun's light and that's why the moon is bright like when you look outside at night right yeah but we in the flat earth community we now know that the moon actually has its own light and it's a cold light because if the moon was reflecting the sun's light then it wouldn't be warmer in the shade. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know you. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Because I was gonna ask you, like, so then, like, how would you justify, like, how the sun is like super warm, and then how the moon brings into the cold areas? I guess because of the lack of light, right? I was thinking that it's too. like a it's like a dimmer light because it makes sense because everything on the dark side is basically there's no light, therefore there's no heat. Right. And yeah. Then, I mean, the sun the mm -hmm. sun still gives off heat. You can. I mean, you can. You know, it just speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. Just go outside and stand under the sun and, and then get yeah. in the shade. You know, I mean, the sun does give off heat, but also, of course, mm -hmm. light as well. So. Hmm. So then now, let me ask you this. So then, like, how, then, then again, I guess you might say, like, you know, you have to kind of just get away from that belief. So then what happens if, like, say, we start drilling into Earth? Do you think that we're going to, like, say, drill, drill through uh, 
say like this bowl or dish that we're on kind of, or do you think that we're going to hit a point where, you know, we're just going to say like, okay, this is an impossible pass. Cause if there's something obstructing it, kind of like the, the ice caps in the outer side, cause they say that the center of the earth is just pure lava, just molten lava, just burning like crazy. But there's some sort of like nucleus or something. You just got to go through layers or something like that. Right, right. So, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, first of mm-hmm. all, we've, the deepest that, we have, that humans have ever dug into the earth is about seven miles. Okay? Right, yeah, that's true, yeah. Seven miles into the crust is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Well, those diagrams that we've all seen in our history text, or sorry, science textbooks, Mm-hmm. Where you see the sun, it's like, I'm oh, sorry, the, the, the earth, and it's kind of like a, a chunk of it is cut out, and you can see all yeah. these different layers, and then you see the core, this really hot molten core in the middle. Mm-hmm. All of that is pure speculation by the mainstream science community because, again, we have never dug deep enough to see for ourselves. So science mm-hmm. can only speculate it. All of that is just theory, right? That's just what scientists yeah. believe. So, um, the point I'm trying to make is mainstream science doesn't actually know what is below the earth's surface. Right. And flat earthers don't either. We don't know. I mean, we, again, we can only speculate. Um, Mm -hmm. The, the, the Hebraic conception of the universe, which is what I, you know, pretty much subscribe to in their Mm -hmm. conception. uh, Sheol is down there, which is like a spiritual realm. Right. So um, there's just no telling, you know, well, we just don't know. Oh, that's true too. I mean, like like you said, it is it could be just alter like evidence. But then now, do you guys also believe thing like Middle Earth theory? I was thinking like Hollow Earth. Oh, too. like Hollow Earth. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. Like Hollow Earth theory, where like because you know there was past civilizations beforehand, and also like how like Antarctica could possibly be also like a portal or like tunnels that right. lead into Hollow Earth. Right. Like yeah. Do you guys believe in like inner civilizations within that? Um, I'm sure there are people in the flat earth community that do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, sorry, I'm getting some feedback, guys. You good. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I, I just, I've never really looked into the hollow earth thing. I mean, it's, <coughs> sorry, it's a, it's a popular one, but, mm-hmm. um, hollow earth is another one that YouTube doesn't really censor. And so that always raises red flags for me, but it's, it's an mm-hmm. interesting concept. How, but I do want to say something that popped into my head that I forgot to sure. mention earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of on the, so I think, uh, Jesus, uh, mentioned something about a portal in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. So in the, uh, 1940s or 1930s or 1940s, I'm sure you guys are familiar with a guy named Alistair Crawley. Yes. Uh, I Alistair Crawley is. Okay. So he was like, um, kind of the first pop culture satanist he he was he wrote books and he kind of had like his own cult and he was a uh, very openly publicly anti-christian anti-god and <clears throat> um just he was just a very famous occultist okay well him and another guy named jack parsons uh went to antarctica and i believe they also had with them another guy named ron l hubbard who was the founder of scientology but don't quote me on that i can't remember if ron Mm -hmm. l hubbard was there but they took a trip to antarctica and again this is before the antarctic treaty was signed so antarctica hadn't really been explored at that point they took a trip to it (laughs) and they they started performing all of these um satanic uh sex rituals together 
And what they were trying to, it was called the Babylon working. And what they were trying to do is open up a portal between the earth realm and the demonic realm. Well, and this, that's mainstream information too. You can, uh, you can research that for yourself. It's, it's open information. Now, apparently they did open a portal and the, uh, they had that Aleister Crowley had contact with a demonic entity. Well, and this is something you can find online too. He drew a picture of the demonic entity that he saw. And if you look at that picture, it's called lamb. He, the name of the demon was lamb. If you look at that picture, it very, very closely resembles the pop culture idea of what an alien looks like. Very big head with kind of a pointy chin, slits for eyes, and um, it, and it and it's gray. And I think that's where this idea of the concept or the the idea of uh, the the aliens come from is that actually aliens are demons. Are demons? Yes, I was. I was gonna that. say the same yeah. thing because it's like in the Bible, they're not portrayed as like guys with wings, you know, like Gabriel and all of these guys. It's more like freaky crazy beings you know they they don't right. look human you know they're they're like just outer entities and see that's where know? the deception is because uh and a lot of uh you know you'll see this in in certain places on the internet like like uh people who are into aliens they will say that actually you know people that think that they've had contact with demons they were actually being abducted or experimented on by aliens you know they were visited by aliens well it's quite the contrary it's the exact opposite it's actually that people who think that they've had contact with aliens are actually contacting demons, but they've just been deceived to think that they're contacting something from another planet or another dimension, but it's actually Holy a demon. Shit. Hold on. Um, wow, I'm tight. Damn. I don't know why. So for some reason, logic just like cuts off. Oh, what the fuck? You did it again. I'm so mad, dude. Check, check where we left off. Fuck, that was such a good chunk. Dude, I'm just I'm just looking into the Babylon working stuff right now. That this well, looks so well, hey freaky. Guys, uh, keep in mind, I have it recorded on my end as well. That is true too. So he actually I can has some extra send you audio. Guys the audio. Yeah. True. Just keep it going. Don't worry. Absolutely. You could so, you could just keep keep you guys attached. Where, where I left off. You basically left, we were talking about the Babylon working pretty much around that area. Yeah. Uh, so okay. then you, you just sent me that that audio file. I don't know why. My that's fucking, the second time this yeah, happened. That's the second time it happened. It happened in the last podcast, but that's fine though. He has the audio, so we're, yeah, we're still he, covering. He can send me a, Good looking, yeah, Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh for God. sure. Well, and uh, and, and mm -hmm. you guys want me to keep going, right? Yeah, yeah please, go please. Ahead, go ahead. Because I had another thing about the Babylon working that I wanted to um that I wanted sure. to wrap up, which is that guy that I told you that went with um Alistair Crawley. His name was Jack Parsons, and mm -hmm. this is also mainstream information. You can look this up. Jack Parsons is the founder of JPL at NASA, which is the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So not only was NASA founded by Nazis, but it was also founded by satanic occultists. I mean, how, how much crazier can you get? It sounds like a sci-fi movie, but I promise you guys, again, it's open information. You can look it up. It's absolutely 100% real. I have it right here. I'm looking. I'm looking into him. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, some of the pictures that he's on right now, they're kind of like super disturbing a little bit because he is an occultist. It is like certified here. Yeah. You know. Wow. So 
you know, it's funny. You never thought of NASA being like a cult as well, too. I never thought about it like that or like ever knew that well, it was actually founded on this pretenses, too. NASA has a lot of occult implications. Get this, guys. This is going to really <laughs> blow your mind. If you go back to the Bible in the Old Testament, we've all heard of the Tower of Babel, right? Yes, so basically, that's when we got splitting everything. Yeah, and hu see, humans were trying to prove that they could reach God, so they were trying to build a tower up mm -hmm. to the firmament, and they wanted to penetrate the firmament and reach God and show them how powerful they were. Well, right. think about it. When you look into the occult, the occult has always been obsessed with, with phallic symbols like towers or rockets right a mm -hmm. phallic symbol is like a penis worship basically a right. lot of people in the occult they worship that you know the male anatomy and so mm -hmm. think about it that's what nasa is all about it's about launching phallic symbols into space or even look at the moon landing for example the bible always and not just the bible but uh plenty of cultures and religions refer to the moon is having a feminine kind of spirit or a feminine kind of energy where the sun is more masculine right so that is true too. Mm -hmm. if you if you think about it you have uh you know this phallic symbol launching into space landing on this feminine moon and basically inseminating it it's all about mocking god that's what it's all about nasa was designed not only to perpetuate the idea of space but also mm -hmm. mock god and say look what we can do we are. We have so much glory. We don't need you, God. We can leave this place that you put us. It's a, they. They want people to believe that. It's so Holy interesting. Holy shit, dude! That's crazy. Dude, that is. I told. I told Jesus. I was like, dude, this is gonna be such a deep rabbit hole because <laughs> this is this opens up to so many. Because you, you can a lot. It opens up to a lot. A lot. Because you know, I want a lot of things are connected. Yeah, like like the whole concept of the planets plus like the border of like Antarctica and the ice caps. That thing is just has me obsessed right now. All right, so we, can we also go back to like um the concept of, of like aliens and how it's basically basically aliens or demons? Oh yeah. And, like so then now. Uh, Damn, sorry to cut you off there. So then now, like, you said that there's also no extraterrestrial life. So then now, do you saying that basically there's no beings other than us and God? Like, well, you know, as a flat-earth thing. Because since planets do not exist, then there's no possible for life, right? Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no outer space. There's no endless void of planets. There's no other galaxies or universes. Yeah, it's just us. However, mm -hmm. um. I don't want that to like stifle your, your curiosity because there are people that have mm -hmm. a different perspective on the flat earth than I do. Okay. So I believe mm -hmm. in the biblical model, but there are mm -hmm. people that believe that, well, they theorize that what if this earth plane that we live on is kind of imagine it's like a puddle, right? But it's a puddle that's on an even bigger plane and there's other puddles and they all have their own, you know, sun and moon system, they all have their own, like, there's more than just this earth. Does that make sense? There's so more that puddles. Brings, so that kind of also brings up, like, the multi-universe, like, concept. It, it could kind of be a, a multi-universe. You could kind of look at it that way. But, I mean, it's a little bit more physical than that. We're not talking about different dimensions. We're just talking about different earth puddles, basically. I don't, I don't know if that's making Whoa. sense to you guys, but no. yeah, I, I made ahead, a post ahead. about this on my Instagram. Okay. See, 
-hmm. It's very possible that what if there are other puddles, right? And they have other civilizations of people. And what if we have been visited by those people and they have advanced technology like flying saucers. And that's why the government always tries to cover that kind of stuff up because they don't want us to know about those other civilizations. Okay. Think about the word extraterrestrial. We always think of an alien on a different planet, but Terra means earth. So extraterrestrial means extra earth or being from an, from extra earth. So if we really just look at it from that perspective, maybe extraterrestrials are just people from other earth or other puddles that have tried to visit us, but our government doesn't want us to find out about it. I don't believe that, but it could be an interesting rabbit hole to go down if you don't want to give up the idea of like other people or other beings being out there. Does that make sense? It makes sense because then like you could, for some people that explains like, oh, you know, what about the pyramids and like all of these monumental uh, tribal uh, things that were left behind by civilizations and that all these perfect geographical figures that, you know, the symbolism too. the symbolism that a lot of people cannot explain other than saying, yeah, it could be either like falling angels or like it could be uh, extraterrestrial beings just visiting us for that moment of time, giants and stuff like that. Different species, I guess. Right. And that does yeah. raise that's a good thing that he says that too, like part of Earth, because I was gonna say like, damn. So then that means that like the multi universe, so like say the, that the whole thing of like different Earths being connected. Because like for example, if this Earth blows up, then you got a bunch of other ones still existing, going continuously at the same time or in different ways. Yeah, you know. But it's like holy crap. But they so then that that portal of Earth, all of that is within the firmament. The firmament. I mean. No, right? no, no. So, so, then, so sorry, I should clarify. Mm -hmm. In so in that. In that conception, mm -hmm. this giant plane that has all these puddles within it, it's mm -hmm. just maybe it's infinite. We don't really know, but it wouldn't be covered by a firmament, basically. It would. Gotcha. The firmament really comes from, you know, uh, the biblical model, whereas mm -hmm. that perspective that I just offered you guys is just, mm -hmm. you know, more of a recent thing that people have kind of come up with, a recent theory. So. Yeah, I guess because that theory is also more like. Um... I wouldn't say like science friendly, but it's like, it's a little, it makes sense with the information that they're taught, for example, because they do say that the void is basically almost an expanding infinite force that you can't reach the edges of the universe or whatever, because it's so immersed in, in big. And so, and that explains also too of like, for those who want to believe in multi-universe theory of like, there's different earth, like the flash, right? And just, let's just for pop culture reference, right? Like the Flash says, there's like 52 Earths, Earths or so, so far around the freaking universe. Who's not to say that's actually true too? Yeah. You know, that there could be multiple Earths that are covered either by, you know, it could be by even a dome, like he says too, like a sphere that covers the entire area and makes us believe that we're in this little like fishbowl yeah. just going around yeah. in circles, just like that. Um, but now... Are there because of a different concept? Is the model of Earth itself changes with it with those flat Earther concepts like the, or do they all believe that you know? Do, or do they all do they all refer to the AE map that you gave us? No, as well, yeah, too? I mean, I, I really don't know because, like I said, I I subscribe mm -hmm. to the biblical model, so I haven't really gone down mm -hmm. that path of research. Mm -hmm. Um, it, you know, it's hard to no. say. I, no, they, but I mean, they, you're yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm sure. It, the case, if that was to be the case, every puddle, if since we're calling it a puddle, they would probably all be different. Different continents, 
probably mm. different kinds of people, different kinds of plants and, and animals. I mean, who knows what's out there, you know, who knows? But again, I don't subscribe to that, to that model. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a interesting thing to think about. Yeah. I mean, both models, honestly, because I'm, you know, a little bit of myself, Tanner, too. I went to a middle school that was private, and the people that owned it were Seventh day Adventists. So they were like the hardcore, you know, I got slammed with the Bible and everything. So I do go by the Bible most of the time, like, you know, the, all, the, all the facts and teachings that it has. So, like, when you actually started, you know, explaining how the firmament and like how it split, like the oceans from above and below, I was like, damn that makes so much fucking sense when you put it actually with the actual science too yeah because yeah. you know you know because you know because in a way that way that they see space or that we see space nowadays right let's pretend it's like us floating without control just like we were if as if you were under the water you would just be floating in the middle of nothing just sinking in or going sideways or anything like that and you can't breathe you know and then right. it's dark as heck it's cold there's nothing to see other than just like probably faint objects or whatever is lurking out there because who knows what's out out there too nobody knows you know but you know you you kind of got me halfway there man i'm not gonna lie to you you know like i'm really questioning a lot of things i'm embracing some of it because it is fun i'm not gonna lie. it's a fun topic also to go, just dive into it because oh, it's so wide well and that's a great point man and i did want to i wanted to hit on that at some point in this episode mm-hmm. which is people get so offended by the idea of flat earth they get so up in arms about it and they mm-hmm. will mock you. They will ridicule you. You guys are going to get a little bit of hate on this episode. I'm just telling oh, you I right now. I know for sure. Uh, wait, wait, I know for sure. I, live for I that, do not care. I, li- I like the controversy. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. That's uh, the point yeah. of this podcast, just to talk about like uncomfortable yeah. subjects. Exactly. Well, for some reason, though, at Flat Earth hits people in a different kind of way, man. It really brings out the crazy in people, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because we've been so programmed, right? We're in our yeah. kindergarten classroom, and we're looking at a globe, learning about gravity before we even know how to wipe our own butts. You know, mm-hmm. they really start us young, and they get that programming going with Star Wars and Star Trek and mm-hmm. every. I mean, I grew up on like the Power Rangers, right? Well, me and too. I, and I love the Power <laughs> Rangers. I'm, I'm Power always, always it's always going to have a special place in my heart. But it's all space mm-hmm. themed, and you know, they get in their Zords and they go into space and fight yep. on different planets and all this kind of stuff. They really start that programming early. And so um, we all end up having an attachment to it. And yeah, that's yeah. why the, the flat earth thing is scary to people because you might not know if tomorrow is guaranteed. You might not know if you're going to have your job. You might not know uh, if you're going to get in a car accident, but at least you know that we live on a globe, right? Well, then someone comes along mm-hmm. and says, actually, you don't know that either. <laughs> that scares people, right? They, people want to have something solid that they can hold on to because everything in this life mm-hmm. is so unpredictable. It's so not guaranteed. So people just hold yeah. on to that globe and say, don't take it away from me. But that's all that you have to understand that that's just cognitive dissonance. That's just people trying to hold on to something that they, that they hold dear to their heart. That's all it is. So, um, um, I was going to say something else. So I just lost my train of thought, but you guys go ahead. I also want to transition to basically Project Bluebeam since we covered aliens and how like in the conspiracy truth or like community, we've always been talking about like, oh, like a stage alien invasion, 
also bring up Project Brewing, like, oh, when is it going to happen? Yeah. Or will it be like during the elections for basically New World Order to come into play? You know, there's no telling when it's going to happen. And I mean, lately, they the media has been amping up the alien programming. Like someone sent me today saying that some astronaut apparently said that he saw a UFO. Uh, and then I saw another article that was saying that Neptune or one of those planets, they found evidence of bacteria and microorganisms. So it does make you wonder. I remember at the beginning of the COVID-19 thing, um, they there was that the Pentagon came out and uh, uh, yeah, you guys they know what I'm talking like about. Are real. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, like they said, yeah, yeah, the Pentagon confirm confirms that the UFO alien are life. real or yeah. alien yeah. life so, is real. Yeah, so so you gotta wonder: Are they amping up that programming to get it in people's minds, to get it in the public consciousness that there is aliens? So that way, when the alien invasion ha it's called predictive programming. So that way, we it we're able to tie two and two together and and. We're able to say, oh, okay, this is what's happening. There, are, you know, we've seen evidence of aliens. That's what's happening right now. But it will again, it will all be fake. It'll all be um, a hoax. So mm -hmm. the people like us who know that it's going to be a hoax, well, we'll be lucky to not fall for it. But the majority of people will. And then so, when you tell people about it, it's like exactly. Oh, you're just this. But what are you going to say? Sorry, just cutting you off. <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. I was just going to say. Um, there's no telling it when it's going to happen or if it's even going to happen. I've heard the perspective that, you know, the elite found out that a virus would actually be a way easier way to usher in the new world order. That they don't even have to, to fake an alien invasion. That let's just fake a virus. You know. So there, there's a lot of different perspectives out there, um, but I, I do think Project Bluebeam is really interesting, really fascinating, and that's why I did an episode on it. In which it, it was, it was really dope. I always wanted to cover it too, but like, I would just, let's just take this time to like briefly like explain it. Also, how like there'll be like a hologram screen in the sky, and like these like earthquakes, like rumbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so for your listeners that might not be aware of it, basically uh there is a theory that you know some 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 information from NASA was leaked and it was a, a project called Project Blue Beam and it was basically this uh agenda to fake an alien invasion using certain kinds of uh holographic technologies um and you you can see those technologies being used in the public already like Tupac has been put on stage and Michael Jackson has been put on stage and they were holograms, you know? Mm -hmm. So we know that they have that technology and uh, project Bluebeam came out before that technology. You know, the, it, the first writings about it came out in the nineties. And so, um, yeah, it's really interesting, but basically the idea is it's an agenda to fake an alien invasion to get people to the basically people of the world to come in to unify under a one world government, this one world government that's going to save us all from this alien invasion. And then eventually after we're all unified, they're going to fake a, a return of a, a religious Messiah. It could be uh, a fake Jesus for the Christians and a fake Muhammad for the Muslims. It could be, you know, all any of these different uh, messiahs, but it, they'll well, use that same technology to, mm -hmm. and then, you know, and this is, again, this is all theory and speculation, but the idea is that all of these different prophets and messiahs and, and religious figures would come together and create this antichrist. So not only would we now have a one world government in place, 
but we would also have a one world religion. And those are the, some of the foundations of the new world order, the one world government, the one world religion, the one world currency. We've already seen a lot of um, cash is being demonized right now. There's a fake coin shortage happening. People are yep. saying that yeah. don't use cash because cash could be uh, contaminated with the coronavirus. They want people but, to be using debit and credit and they want people to eventually uh, they want to be able to usher in a uh, digital currency, a one world currency. So everyone will use the same kind of money. Yeah. It's funny how like you say like no money, no coins, but they hand you back the receipt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is great. That is true too. And the things like they're trying to say like, Oh, we're trying to save like, you know, the world by using less coin and go a little more cleaner or whatever. But I'm like, you're killing trees left and right for paper too. And yeah. like bags and everything. What the fuck are you doing? You, you know, you're not helping. If anything, you're just making it even more obvious for people like us, for example, to even like say, yo, it's time to get up and start doing something, you know, or like prepare because it's coming. It's yes. already happening just slowly, bit by bit. It's just a start. But then it's like, you don't know. A lot of people don't notice it because they're like, it, there's so many distractions throwing at, thrown at you that it's, it's, it's like a deep layer that you just got to tear. It's like tearing the veil, the veil pretty much, you know? for a lot absolutely. of people absolutely well and the word apocalypse actually one of the mm -hmm. definitions of apocalypse is unveiling right yeah unveiling of, of things yeah so it's it's really interesting if we think about this time how the majority of people have their faces veiled yet there is this mass unveiling happening there's a great awakening happening if you really think about it we could be living in the apocalypse right now if you look at it in those terms See, God has an interesting sense of humor, right? Mm -hmm. In this time that almost everyone has a cover over their face, there's also this massive unveiling happening at the same time. It's really interesting. It's really interesting to think about. I don't know since, if there's any real connection there, but it's just yeah. something to think about. Since we brought up like basically the apocalypse and a little bit of like, like Bible, so like I want to bring up um, the book of Revelations, how like my friend recently, like she basically said like she turned to God because of quarantine, like how she was like reading the book of revelations and like how it brought up, like there was like, there's going to be like a whole like pandemic, like a virus coming out and there'll be like a, like a false prophet coming out. Oh also. yeah. Like the signs of everything. The end of times, end of times. you know, it's funny. That's my favorite book. I back in school, I used to read that only like I, I could, I could care less about the Corinthian books or like Proverbs, you know, Psalms. Cause I, now that I find them, not that I didn't find them boring, but it's like revelations just like, it's just, it, it's like it just tears you up you know because yeah. it it scared me so much you know because i was like you know first it was like the end of times and then you got like the angels coming out with the trumpets and like killing half of the earth the rapture the rapture the four, you know 144 sealed yeah and, the, and then the, the freaking death um the death riders coming out into dude it's like i mean it's like a movie dude if they made a movie of just that book it's dude it will sell because it's so fucking raw How's, has there been Nah, I don't think so. Because how the fuck are you going to put a dragon I mean, with a pregnant like, woman? Well, it's, it's crazy. Do a movie like The Four Horsemen or something. Oh, with it, yeah, with The Four Horsemen. Of, yeah, that could be it. But it's like the book itself, it's because, you know, the Bible, as a lot of people say, it's like a guide to life and also preparing yourself to like when, you know, the times are coming. But Revelation just literally tells you, dude, this is how step by step, guy, this is what the hell you got to watch out for because this is literally how it's going to happen. And it's a new world order that the mark of the beast, they which is the chip. A new world, like, yeah, like government. Like, it's basically like a totalitarian government 
Mark of the Beast is like that one chip that yes, the R- yeah. RFD chip that is coming up. Most likely it'll be that. Um, and then how everybody's going to be just, you know, turned away from like God. And then when the actual Messiah comes in, it's going to be like too late for a lot of people. And then it's fucking chaos, dude. It's like beautiful, but scary at the same time. At least in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it really is, man. It's, it's, it's so interesting to see all of this unfold before our eyes, you know, cause we are, we've always kind of looked at certain conspiracies and stuff retrospectively, but we're, we're living in this one, you know, like we can look back at the moon landings or we can look at jfk's assassination or whatever but Mm -hmm. we're living in a conspiracy right now so it's really amazing to look at it especially from a biblical perspective and the book of revelation and everything that's going on right now it's like wow are we living in this like is this it yeah no it's true like a lot of people are asking like is this it you know, because a lot of things are being questioned, whether it is like your your own and beliefs. A lot of things are coming out. Also. Yeah, a lot of things are coming out. Like he says, he's unveiling and things. And how like the, the year 2020 itself is like like 2020 like, vision. It's like, yeah, 2020 vision, dude. <laughs> well, I didn't thought of that too. That's funny. That's true too. Well, it's, this year's like a lot of clear light for a lot of people too. Dark into light. Dark into light too. Not to quote Q, but like, you know, it's, in general, just dark into light. Dark into light. No, it is true, Definitely. but the um no it, it's 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 also not also not to quote q again but like it's a great awakening also so many people are slowly waking up well the first one was like i'm not gonna lie to you i never knew about the flat earth concept you know back then in history of course because like galileo and then him trying to defund that but it was like I didn't know that that the whole thing exploded. And then after that, that's when all of these theories started coming out from astronomy to like a biblical uh, aspect to like a Scientology or science aspect, to, which by the way, Scientology brings on the point. They worship mostly like the aliens and the falling angels and stuff like that. Right. In yeah. a way. So that's also where you get like Saturn worship. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like that's what they do. So they now do. Now, this is also an adjacent question. I forgot to ask you this about flat earth, but now do flat earthers also believe in the dinosaur period as well too, like I in evolution? I was that also to bring up. Yeah, because in, you know, it, it makes sense because back then um, in some maps, they do this, this depict the areas of the, of the dinosaurs kind of like a lot of, surrounded by mountains, kind of like a bowl. And then in the middle of it, it's just like a valley of everything i think i guess it could be referencing to the garden of Eden, prehistoric i guess yeah you know but do you guys believe in that period as well too where like the meteor came in and like destroyed everything and then we rebuilt itself back again which also brings like evolution and yeah stuff. i guess no, i guess no, it's yeah. just evolution yeah i mean yeah all of that is definitely fake history it's fake science mm-hmm. um yeah definitely another but lie um someone mm-hmm. would say when like explain like the bones right like, like the fossils like, and stuff yeah. like that right Okay, so you guys are, I don't know if you, you, you guys might be biting off more than you actually want to chew. Um, <laughs> go, probably, bro. probably. Go. <laughs> but, I, you know, I've done a lot of research on this too, and uh, I think that dinosaurs are probably a hoax as well, or at the very least, um, definitely not millions of years old. Um, yeah, because I've read like in some well in some blogs and articles are like uh, some people some people could say like oh these fo- these bones anybody could fake them and yeah. I plant them thinking something like, like that like how like also like the Egyptians how they they basically mummified oh, the body and, 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 and like, themselves and yeah. the bones are like are like still like there like instruction the hair is also still there yeah 
So like also thinking about like the dinosaurs, how can they know? And also how can the bones survive for millions of years also? So it's like, yeah, they, they that brings can't. that question. They... So here's something interesting in the 1800s. Um, there was a knighted Freemason named Sir mm-hmm. Richard Owen, and he came out as uh, really he's kind of known as the father of you know dinosaur paleontology, basically. Okay. And um, what what is the word for it? Is it paleontology or am I? I think I think it's paleontology. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. he's kind of known as the father of it. Well, he mm-hmm. actually coined the term dinosaur, which I believe means terrible lizard or something along those lines. He coined that term before the first dinosaur fossil was even found, right? Interesting. He he theorized that, hey, maybe there used to be these giant lizards that roamed the earth millions of years ago. He made that theory, and then a few years later, the first dinosaur fossil, I think by him, (laughs) was found. Mm -hmm. So that alone should definitely, um, you know, be – that should call a lot of red flags. But – I think it was a tooth, and from that tooth, he constructed an entire uh, fake skeleton, you know, and, and he wasn't trying Whoa. to dis- really deceive yeah. anyone necessarily, but he was just saying, you know, he thinks this is what the animal who that tooth came from, he was saying this is what it looked like. Well, mm-hmm. um, the way that science works is, you know, especially in the 1800s, scientists were trying to you know, make the next big discovery. And so what happened was something called the bone wars. All, all of a sudden, you know, no ancient culture, mm-hmm. no, no, the, you know, the Native Americans, none of these ancient cultures found any dinosaur fossils ever. Yet all of a sudden, after this new phenomenon has been discovered, people start finding all these, you know, dinosaur fossils. Yeah. And if you look into it, they're all, there's a huge history of hoaxes. Uh, Mm -hmm. especially from China. China has been caught faking uh, dinosaur skeletons and bones. I mean, they have a a long history of it. Um, The whole thing is a scam. The whole thing is about, again, it's to create this, to construct this narrative of a very old earth and a very old universe and this narrative of evolution. And it's about disproving the Bible, but there's no real evidence of dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to the Smithsonian or if you go to any museum, Mm-hmm. you're not when you look at bones in museums you're not oh yeah they're not real actual dinosaur bones but dinosaur bones are only cool if you're looking at a real one why would anyone want to see those skeletons if you're going to go through the trouble of constructing this fake skeleton why not put the scales on it and uh, everything else you know why not make it look really cool why just show everyone a fake skeleton and they claim that they keep the real dinosaur bones in a vault and uh, you know, down you know, un- under the museum, and that just sounds so uh, sketchy, child- sketchy and childish. That's like something like your dad would say, like, "Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know." It just sounds so, uh, so sketchy. No, for sure. it, like that's no, it is, it is a good point because like a lot of things that they discover, you know, they don't actually showcase them. They'll just like make a copy of it and then hang it and say, "Yeah, this is like the you know the the painting or like the the fossils that they found and." you know, or like the mummies or whatever, they're not going to have an actual mummy in the freaking museum. You know, they'll have that thing probably sure. like sealed somewhere. So it makes sense. Now, another point, I don't know if you answered this before in the podcast um, or maybe in one of your episodes, but then like when it comes to the ocean and everything and say, because, you know, we we reach like the depths of the ocean to the point where like, we 
haven't really discovered most of it either. Yeah, like we haven't discovered most of it. So then like, um, is there a limit that you guys believe of like as to how far down the ocean goes for the earth? Like say if we go beyond that, will we like reach the other side of the plane itself? Or well, it, well, again, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. again, there is no other side of of this plane. It's, um, it's like a realm. It's you like know? A, it's you right. can't. There's only Earth, and there's no like flip side of the mm-hmm. coin or anything like that. Um, but as far as how deep the ocean goes, I mean, I don't know. There's probably not much of a conspiracy there. Um, I'm sure that, you know, they have they use like certain radar technology and stuff to measure how yeah. deep it goes. And I mean, there might be, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what they would stand to to gain from that. So, I don't know. That's a good question, though. Dude, this flat earth topic is going to have yeah, me hot in my head, dude. like, all fucking... I'm going to do my research, like, so bad on it. it. Yeah. Well, no, I, I wanted to yeah. answer a, a question that you guys asked at the beginning, um, and then I probably need to wrap this up if you guys don't mind. Yeah, I've yeah, had a absolutely. really good time. Absolutely. No, I like oh, this, man, yeah. Totally. This, this, this is being been a blast for me, honestly, dude. <laughs> Deeper than I would thought we would I love go. It. Yeah, I love I'm, it. <laughs> I'm glad you guys have had a good time. It's it's been really fun. But I think it was a, it's a Fabio, right? Yeah, I yep. think it was Fabio. Okay, you said um, at the beginning you said you don't see what they stand to gain, like what the elite, our rulers, what they stand to gain from hiding the true shape of the Earth. Yes. Well, I'm gonna explain why there is a lot to gain from it and i'm going to explain why it matters and why everyone should definitely care okay and again this is my opinion but a lot of flat earthers share the same perspective but this is very very important this is like the foundation of it all okay so on the surface level obviously you have the money incentive like nasa is a huge taxpayer scam right millions and millions and millions of dollars have have gone into nasa okay and then Mm -hmm. also there's the idea that maybe the government is hiding more land from us, right? Uh, there was a, a guy in the 1940s and 50s. He was kind of like a, a, a real-life Indiana Jones. His name was uh, Admiral Richard Byrd, and he did an exp- uh, expedition to Antarctica, and he found out that there was uh, – or he claimed he came back and he did an interview on TV, and he said that he saw more land on the other side of Antarctica, and he said that there was a ton of natural resources on it, Okay. So after he did that expedition is when the U.S. government decided to do Operation High Jump and paper, or uh, sorry, Operation High Jump and um, you know uh, Dominic and all that kind of stuff. So there is also the possibility that there's more land, but I want to tell you guys the ultimate reason. This is this is the the ancient reason, and this is why um, it matters. This is why ultimately they have uh, hid the true shape of earth from us in my opinion okay mm-hmm. imagine this on in the copernican model which is the spinning globe the ever expanding universe all of the planets are orbiting the sun and it's nothing but pure chaos we are nothing but a speck of dust on a bigger speck of dust in an ever expanding vast universe that has no real meaning no real direction and no real purpose okay so if you are someone's authority if you are someone's king how do you um control people if there's an authority above you that they answer to right if you want to really control people you can't have them answering to a power that's higher than you like god right so um if people 
knew that earth was stationary and earth was enclosed and earth was a plane, then people would know that earth was created and designed specifically for us by a creator, right? Because a flat stationary enclosed earth could never happen as a result of a big bang, right? But that's in the Copernican model, the model that we're all taught, the model that we learn in our science textbooks, that's what we are. We are a earth and all of the planets, all of the galaxies, the alleged universe is nothing but a cosmic accident. So in that model, as humans, we're a cosmic accident. We have no real purpose. We have no value. We have no divinity. We have no moral significance. We're nothing but protoplasm that has formed together and evolved into aquatic beings that eventually walked on land, became ape-like beings, and then became humans. Our ancestors are apes, and we have no real, real moral value. That's the whole foundation of the deception. They wanted to remove God from our authority so that they could become the authority. And how do you do that? You can't have people looking up at, at, their, at the ceiling and saying, hey, we were created. This was designed for us, and we serve the true creator. We serve God. We don't serve any government. We don't serve any king. If you want to control people, you can't have them thinking that. So you have to break their spirit by convincing them actually that you are insignificant. You have no moral value. You have no purpose in this world. So consume, buy our products, eat our poisoned food, um, watch our pornography, all this kind of stuff. That's what they want you to do so that you become a mindless drone and you do whatever they want you to do. Does all that make sense to you guys? That's the whole foundation of the lie, the whole purpose. Yep. Was mind bending no, the, the thing is, the thing is, with I really, I really enjoyed this episode because it's like, even though, of course, there are some things that I don't agree with. You're somebody who literally, like, grabs you in and it's like, yeah, like this is the way it is. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I just wanted to say thank you because, like, you are not just a person who is like, yeah, this is what I'm saying and this is what it goes. Like, you're actually gave us facts and you told us to do our research and gave you and get, also gave us the resources. So yeah, thank you. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm, I'm so glad that I got to do it. And, you know, I like to, instead of just saying that, you know, here's the truth, I like to explain why it is. And so mm -hmm. usually the first thing that people ask when they look into flat earth or like when they talk to a flat earth, they say, okay, but why would they lie? What do they stand to gain? Well, they stand to gain a lot. If they can convince you that your ancestors are monkeys and that you are an accident, a cosmic accident, then they can convince you to do a lot of stuff. You know, they can control you. But if you know for a fact that you, that this place was designed for you and you were put on it for a reason, then you're not going to let yourself fall victim to their control and their manipulation. So that's really what it comes down to is they want to remove God and they want to become the authority. They want to become our God. So Anyway, I hope that that makes sense to you guys, and I hope that explains it at least in a logical way, you know, that it makes sense. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's all, pretty much all I got to say. I mean, well, I have a lot more to say, but, you know, like I said. <laughs> we go on and on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tan, there's like a spoken prophet, man. I would love to do a follow-up episode at some point, man. Or like That's a free ball. Like we usually yeah. we need to do another free really ball. Please. Yo, Tanner, I like I like talking to Tanner. He he's very articulate. Like honestly, like I came in with an open mind 
but it's like the idea itself, the way that he actually put it, it was like, wow, you know, the, my perspective is a little shifted, but in a way it's very, very convincing. I'm not going to lie. The facts are there. You know, he backs it up pretty nicely. I, I like your argument, Tanner. You're, you're, pretty, you're pretty sweet too, man. I appreciate that, guys. And uh, honestly, I, like I told you, Jesus, I didn't know what I was going to do for um, my episode this week. So I'd love to do a, a follow-up episode because it gives me content. You know, it gives me, like whenever I'm struggling to figure out what I'm going to do for my episode, it gives me something that I can do. So yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And again, I'd love to do a follow-up episode. Totally, totally dude. We're totally mm-hmm. down. Absolutely. We, we, we also struggle with, yo, what, what should we talk about next? <laughs> yeah, we always like free ball it half the time here and there, you know, if we don't have a lot of stuff to do. But so this is good content. It stimulates the mind a little bit, you know, yeah, totally. get the stuff going. It also has like our, our listeners on both ends to like think also. Definitely. Because we're, we're all skeptic on the subject beforehand, but now it's just like. You know, it's a, it's a cool idea that you yeah. could embrace, you know, get not going to lie. Another perspective. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. But. It's been a great night with y'all. Thank you again for taking time out of your night for talking about Flat Earth and other shit that ties into it. This has been another, like I said, Loose Tongue Podcast. Fabio, Victor, thank you. Tanner, thank you again. If you want to like plug in your social and where our listeners can find you. Definitely. Yeah. Just go to, I don't, the only social media that I have right now is Instagram. It's 1980 now podcast. Uh, it's one nine eight zero, uh, sorry, one nine eight zero now N O W and an underscore podcast. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, yeah, give me a follow. And, uh, if you like my, my podcast, do me a favor and leave me a review on Apple podcasts. That definitely helps me out a lot. So yeah. Totally, dude. I'm on oh, Spotify, yeah. Apple. I'm on Stitcher, all that stuff. So, yeah. all over the all over the map, man. Like we are, same as us. <laughs> also, aren't you all in? Right. I remember hearing that you're in a band, also. Oh yeah, are you in a band, dude? Yeah, I meant to ask you guys about that because uh, I looked at y'all's uh, stuff and it looked like you guys are also, you know, into heart heavy or you know metalcore and hardcore and stuff. Right, well, so. What's up? What's up with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so my band I mean, is called uh, Double Crossed. Um, you can find it by you. Know, you can go to Instagram Double Crossed TX. You know I'm in Texas. Um, we have uh, an EP out called It Takes Control, and um, it's okay. But our newest song is called Aliens or Demons, nice. and. Um, man the production is really good uh it's super heavy i play drums and i do vocals uh nice. and so uh, kind of you know kind of like code orange or or you know whatever Ooh, I'm, pretty, I, I love I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i've seen you guys somewhere like on some flyers maybe i don't know right on yeah well that, you that know name sounds very familiar we're definitely not a big band or anything like that but uh we just got done recording three new songs and they are inspired by covid19 the lockdown and the mask wearing and all that kind of stuff i, I we actually just finished vocals yesterday and that release is going to be called Propaganda War, and nice. uh, I'm I'm very very Can't excited wait. about it. It's it's the best stuff we've ever recorded. I'm so stoked. I mean, I'm sorry that I'm going on about this, but it really is good. <laughs> so uh, you guys should definitely check out Aliens or Demons, and if you like that, follow us on uh, on Instagram at Double Cross TX and get ready for three new songs coming out soon. Hell yeah. Let's get it. Totally. And, and tell me about you guys' band real fast, and then I'll let you go. Um, Fabio, you first. Well, um, 
my band is not officially out yet. We are currently in the process of mixing and recording vocals. It's called Final Embrace. It, cool, cool. The, the demo should be, should be out by, yeah, like before the year ends. It's either going to be called just Demo 2020 or Madness Degeneration to Violence. Okay. Uh, cool. And yeah, just be on the lookout for that. Definitely. Victor. Uh, so I play in a band called Refinement. We're kind of like a hardcore metalcore, kind of with a little twist of like prog metal here and there. Um, we got like an EP out called Life Without Representation. And uh, right now we're in the process of recording kind of like a five song EP also to kind of like a concept going on. But we're like on Spotify, Instagram as well too, Refinement, NJ. That's what it is. I play guitar in there too, you know, sweet, seven sweet. string, six string, all that. As for myself, I'm the vocalist of my band, Well Wisher. We are currently doing this, well, not, uh, I think guitars are done. Yeah, we're in the process of probably, I need to fucking write lyrics. I haven't written lyrics in so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're doing a, the next release going to be um, three song EP. And this weekend we're recording, no, I'm not recording, wow. Filming a new Filming a music video for our upcoming single, so it's gonna be got a couple of things on our under our sleeves, but slowly but surely. Very so, yeah, cool. cool. Yeah, uh, one more thing, and I'll let you guys go. Um, I think it's so sick that you guys are in bands and you're also like into conspiracies and stuff because that is not common. I always feel alone. I always feel like um, I'm like a weirdo in the hardcore scene because. I don't know about like in metalcore and all that kind of stuff, but at least in the hardcore scene, people just care about social justice and that's it. They don't oh want to talk God, about conspiracy. It's dude, honestly, honestly, it gets me really, I, I don't know how it is in Texas, but in New Jersey, like metalcore is like, I would say it's bigger than hardcore over here. And it really, I really hate the fact. Yeah. Like, like, dude, I'm, people don't know this, but I'm only 18. And it really irks me when, like, when I'm hanging out with a 21-year-old person or older, and the only thing this person can talk about is bands. Like, yeah, dude, right. we're, we are a show watching five bands in a row. I do not want to talk about any other band. Like, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. talk about bands at all, you know? <laughs> it's because they these kids, they find so much of their identity in this stuff because they just they don't the have any other real identity. Yeah. But uh, I, my second interview, or I'm sorry, my first interview for my podcast that I ever did was with the vocalist of a New Jersey band. Have you guys heard of Threats to Society? And that's how I found you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sick, I sick. play with them. Very cool. Yeah, that, that guy was really cool, man. Yeah, that's how I discovered your podcast. When he posted, I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to this when I get a chance. And I did. And that was a pretty good first episode. Yeah, well, they're they're one of the few bands, like, or at least him. I I think the rest of his band, they're not really into it, but he's very awake to nine eleven and all this stuff, Kim Trails, and yeah. So that again, like, it's I want to connect with as many of you guys as I can. Like, that's so sick that New Jersey kind of has this subculture of, you know, alternative music that also cares about conspiracies and truth culture and stuff. That's that's so dope. It's hard to like basically talk about these things yeah. especially like on, on facebook i don't mention my podcast i don't talk about conspiracies i do just a little bit here and there about conspiracies but not really at all because i don't want the wrong attention well the problem is that people they tend to associate like conspiracies and truth stuff with people like alex jones 
And uh, that's the problem is because Alex Jones is seen as like a far right kind of crazy guy. And he is, you know, he's, he's controlled opposition. He's a shill. He was put there to make conspiracy stuff look crazy and it works. It works really well. So yeah. if you're in the hardcore scene or metalcore scene, and you start talking about this stuff, people automatically assume that you're like an Alex Jones follower, an InfoWars follower or something like that. And it's so frustrating. <laughs> that or oh you're a q on q guy aren't you yeah it's like yeah, a stick man you know they'll call you like oh you, your tinfoil is a little too tight you know oh my yeah God, i've gotten that so many times yeah dude, it's so funny. but but the thing is like you know they tie it back to like back back in the days where like the guys who were actually into conspiracy theories that they thought that being off the grid meant like this you know killing all your cellular devices and location services kind of guy yeah and they look like insane because they won't conform like he says before he they won't conform to like society or the or what or what's considered like oh yeah this is normal this is totally okay you know when it's, when it's probably not yeah, yeah thankfully yeah. when people message me about like when I post like I on my story I just post about a bunch of like conspiracy stuff JFK JFK Pizzagate whatever I've had civil conversations not nothing yeah to go like nothing oh, like, like too hard for you like to handle no like thank fucking god not yet but on facebook <laughs> when i try to do something people are like oh this is like, right. yeah. i do not want to like engage i'm like i'm just gonna let you go off on in the comment section and i'm just gonna keep playing warzone that's, <laughs> that that's makes smart sense. dude that's very smart don't engage yeah they're just engage with people like you guys who are open-minded who want to talk those are the people you should surround yourself with. Those other people, yeah. they're just NPCs, man. They're non-player characters. They're they're just mindless NPCs. drones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that, yo, that's cold. <laughs> but that is so true. Script I mean, if they want to wake up, wow, that's that's cool. But if they don't, man, that that's that's them. It's on their own. Like I said, you can't really convince everyone. But exactly. yeah, <laughs> we can go on and on. But like I said, this has been another. Episode of the Loose Song Podcast. <laughs> Victor. Yes. Fabio. Yeah. Yes, and Tanner. Thank you all again, once again, <laughs> to close, to actually finally close this fucking episode up. Thank you and good night. Good night, sir. Good night, guys. Hope to talk to y'all again soon. Definitely, definitely. Later. Later. All right, listeners, if you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with me. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow me on Instagram at 1980nowpodcast. That's 1980 underscore podcast. And if you really, really liked the podcast, you can support me by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and maybe I'll read it on the show. And of course, be sure to check out the Loose Tongue Podcast. They have an Instagram, they have a Facebook, I believe, so... Definitely check them out, follow them, subscribe, and show them your support. As usual, another really cool episode will be dropping a week from now, so be sure to stay tuned. Alright guys, y'all already know, I'll see you next time. Stay free. Stay free.